Drop. Boys, a podcast of four friends made better friends through a love of professional wrestling. I'm Derek. I'm Matt. Hello, I am Eastside. I'm Braun Breaker. This is Wrestle Boys 2.0. Hell yeah, we got a famous person on this season. Yeah. Hey, I made Zach stop watching the show. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're back uh, from the ashes of um, recaps. Uh, we're not like doing a that shit anymore. Rise from the ashes. Yeah, I was gonna write a whole thing out and like dramatically read it, and then I didn't do it because I've been painting my house. Yeah, and then once I start watch re- watching a lot more wrestling again, recaps will be back on the feed. Just yeah, I kind of stopped watching when I said I was gonna start like doing a <laughs> recap show. It's so, bad timing like, on my part. No, are we not allowed a break? Huh? Yeah, yeah. So no, we're back. Fuck you guys. We're allowed yeah. a break. Yeah, you know what? Welcome back and fuck you. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna nothing's changed. We're gonna, we're gonna talk about fun stuff that we want to talk about instead of uh, pretending we watched Raw. <laughs> Speak <laughs> for yourself. <laughs> Yo, Isai, you are the only one who has consistently watched Raw since we started this podcast. Yeah, what, three years for ago. Yourself. <laughs> Literally, you deserve an award from WWE. Yeah, it's I did right. get that one. It's not right what they made you do. I, I got one, but then they fired people. me. Statistically, there's not very many people who watch that show, so you know that that's impressive. It is. Yeah, it is. It Good certainly job. is. But no fucking longer. Yeah, we're we're just gonna talk about fun stuff. Uh, we'll probably recap big things um, eventually. I don't know. We'll figure it out. Uh, Paul White. We've had actual big business meetings, and I make acting like we don't know what the fuck we're doing. Um, <laughs> Yeah, uh, let's do it. Let's get into it. Uh, today, we're going to discuss, it's basically the intro. We're re, allow us to reintroduce ourselves. Um, we're back. My name is Ho. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're gonna, we're, we're gonna talk about our history. I think we've done it a couple times, kind of. We did it once. I actually think the episode got lost. Oh, the, the the secret episode number one that we where we didn't know how to record a podcast yet. Oh, where um, we were all sitting hovered around uh, my computer and using the computer mic. And, well, yeah, and I think we tried to use this mixer thing that did not work. Um, had no Trial idea what we were doing. Yeah, that, that got yeah. lost. So. Yep. Yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna tell you our histories. Uh, what brought us in? What took us out? What brought us back? Um, what keeps us fans? What keeps us watching and entertained? I really feel like sports entertained. I, I feel yeah. like it's very, very. I don't. I don't think I've ever met a wrestling fan 
maybe other than Isai, who hasn't had a period where they just completely fell oh. out. But like, Isai did, didn't you? I, I had. I felt like it, you but. you were on a teetering point at one point. I've been on many teetering points and like months at a time where I wouldn't watch, but then something would bring me back. Like. A couple months later, we'll get into yeah. that though. Yeah, so I but have like a Godfather quote right here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought you meant the Godfather, the wrestler. I was like, that's what brought you back. Eastside was the hoe train. <laughs> <laughs> that's what he, kept me in, brother. Eastside learned how to masturbate, and the the Godfather just brought him back to wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> it definitely wasn't Sable's dancing. <laughs> you like what you see, boys? Nobody like that. But yeah, we'll get into all of our little histories with wrestling. Yeah, Ran- random little side thing. It was even canon that the Undertaker did not like her dancing. <laughs> That's like like babe, brother. the character of the Undertaker. Yeah, because yeah. like she like danced for him once, and like then he like like almost choke slammer. I really wish you yeah, wouldn't do that. I would not this is really I'm, awkward for everybody. I wouldn't be surprised if at some point say we got a last ride. <laughs> I just want a wife who can catch a football and love the police. <laughs> you're it's you're true. Brock's wife, not my wife. <laughs> Get out of here, you weirdo. <laughs> um, but yeah, I guess I'll start. I've got um a very minimal history. Um, it all started back in 1990s-ish. Uh, 1990s-ish. I was, I was hanging out. This was my first. Oh, my second brush with wrestling uh my first was the video games at my uh friend's house and i couldn't figure out how they worked and we would wrestle they had like life-size stuffed animals and i would wrestle them and then we would lock his little brother in a closet um you remember sorry to interrupt you do you remember uh what what games you played or what console you played them on uh 64 and i don't remember which ones i know i think maybe one was the wcw nwo one yeah but i hated hated it because i couldn't figure (laughs) out the controls i was like Um, because they used the d-pad to move around instead of the uh, analog stick yeah it was analog stick made you taunt the first time i ever played i was blue meanie in a royal rumble because that's like the mode we're playing was just like whenever you got out you got the next person who came in (laughs) and i just kept fucking dancing yeah, the mini dance is the best. And I was used to like when it came to fighting games, I was used to just being able to push buttons and figure it out. But you had to be good. You had to know what you were doing. And I did. I got I got so good at NWO versus WCW versus NWO. And Which no one? Because there was two of them. There was Revenge and there was World Tour. Reve- World- Revenge was the one I played. Well, I got World Tour. That was the first one, and it, it was so great. My favorite character was a uh, Hayabusa ripoff, Hannibal, and that's actually how I found out who Hayabusa was. Later mm, on yeah. in life, because I certainly like who the fuck was this guy like modeled after? Wow, that so we got to add. Actually, I feel like we now we, we have to do an episode down the road just on wrestling video games because I feel oh. like that's how I learned so much about wrestling. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Anyway, Derek, please continue. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say create a wrestler, um, and like, spending like two hours. And this is in my like third. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> uh, this is like the last couple games, but that's how I know every single move. Is because I would go through all the moves, and now I know Jesus. the ones I like. So, um, but I'm a yeah, yeah, my I went to my friend's house in their basement, and they were watching a nice. pay per view of some sort. Uh, and in my memory, this could be completely wrong. Gold Dust made a woman strip, and probably, com- that's probably completely accurate. 
And I was a Are you sure it wasn't gold dust stripping? Because that's more on brain. No, because there was a booty, a butt and a thong, and almost titties. What? Yeah, All of those in wrestling? Gold she was about to take her, her <laughs> top wasn't off gold and then dust. it cut. That was Shawn Michaels. Okay. I remember Goldust being there because that Goldust was, is ingrained was, in my brain. No, because how the fuck do you know what he's talking about? Because it was Deborah, and like they always tease her showing her puppies, and she was with Jeff Jarrett and, and Owen Hart at the time, and Shawn Michaels was the commissioner, and so mm. it was like a weird match, and then he was actually undoing her bra. Yeah, yeah. And then like they yeah. came in, they came and covered her with like a trench coat. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's exactly what it was. Yep. Whoa. <laughs> Um, it yeah, was, so I don't know how you so got you that were, with my you were scared bad description. of Shawn Michaels. Well, <laughs> no, I was just uncomfortable because I was a little Christian boy who didn't and know he, what boobs were. And he was a sexy boy. Okay, so were you, like, uncomfortable, but were you kind of, like, leaning forward and watching? No. Oh, okay. No, at were, that point, at that point in my life, I, no. You were, like, you had to have been, like, um, 10 years old. Yeah, no. All right. The fear, of the, de- the fear of the devil is more yeah. uh, more uh, more hefty than the I liked, desire for the. When I was that young, I liked modest flesh. women like the Pink Power Ranger and Darla from Little Rascals. I don't know why I thought you were going to say Modest Mouse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I loved Modest Mouse at ten years old. <laughs> um, My romantic interest was Isaac Brock at ten years old. <laughs> the sexiest but, man alive. <laughs> but yeah, so I remember that, and I was like, "This isn't for me. This is scary." And then I remember when wrestling was at its peak, like Stone Cold, The Rock. I was like, I want to watch it. My mom was like, no, it's bad. um, Fair, fair. And probably a solid move. At one point, this must have been later. I always thought Sting was cool, even though I never watched wrestling. Just from osmosis and the video games and all that. I was like, Sting's cool. And then he showed up on the Christian television show, The 700 Club, that my mom watched. And my mom's like, Sting's cool. <laughs> the 700 Club was like an infomercial for Christianity. Yep. Every episode would be like six hours long. Yep. And and they did it every day. And yeah, Sting showed up. Um but then fast forward a very long time. I'm an adult. I am friends with Isai Saldana. Um, I uh, cannot bear to be alone. So even though I thought wrestling was dumb, um, because at that point, I think at that point, I was my most pretentious self where I only read Batman comic books. And by pretentious, I mean, I only thought Quentin Tarantino movies and um uh, fucking Christopher Nolan movies were good. I was like, I don't like anything. And then Is I saw that also Fast during Five. like your gaslight anthem phase. Yeah, I feel like that would all be a interchange. Yeah, like, that's all pretty, Probably. pretty close together. The gaslight anthem still rips. The Fifth Dimension no, yeah, yeah, specifically. Yeah. I mean, Quentin Tarantino and Christopher Nolan still make good movies. Just other people do too. That's true. Yeah, but yeah, I was in my like just the most pretentious I've ever been, and. I was just like, wrestling's dumb. And then I was, but I needed to be around people because I had this weird thing about being alone. And so I would do whatever it took to hang out with someone. And Isai was the one who was always available. He's like, we're going to watch wrestling at Brady's house. And I was like, okay. I'm always down to invite people to watch wrestling. Yeah. I feel like, <laughs> given I also what you just were, like friends. Well, and given what you were saying, Derek, 
thank God that you had friends who were into wrestling and not fucking hardcore fucking drugs, dude. Oh, well, I, was, like, I would, I, was, I would do, I, I would know, do anything to hang out. I don't know where my brain is, but I thought you were gonna no, say you hardcore, I was gonna go with hardcore pornography. I know no. you thought that's where I was going. Um, and I also, was, that could have been a much more lucrative path for you. I was, I was. Why would it be more so. lucrative? You can get hell of money fucking doing hardcore pornography. <laughs> yeah. A lot more than yeah, but it's not like we're drugs. wrestling. We just have a not a more. Porn, you can't make any money being a, a wrestling podcast. fan. <laughs> I don't think if I was watching hardcore pornography with my friends, it would have led me on a career path of being a um, pornographer. Yeah, especially with a very average size penis. Mm. Um, yeah, but um, very average. Yes, yes, extremely <laughs> average, remarkably average. Yes, um, but. I've talked about my dick and now I'm confused. <laughs> no. So let's uh, so to pivot from your penis, it was uh, it was CM Punk that you liked, right? Yes, yeah. So I was Speaking watching of dicks. <laughs> True. So I was watching the show at Eastside's uh, or at Brady's grandma's house, and CM Punk comes out and just talks, and I was like, oh. This guy's straight edge. I'm straight edge. He's funny because he's saying they're shitty. This was also my straight edge pretentious self where I was like, I am better than you because I was straight edge. I had the CM Punk mentality at one point in my life, which is why I broke edge at one point. Um, I didn't want to think I was better than people. And this was the reason I did. Um, and so and now I, he does meth. Yeah. Now I do hard drugs. I smoke pot once a couple times a year. Um, like yeah, to, like right now, like today. No, I, I, I had a little Same. bit last night, just a little bit. Um, but I, yeah, I saw Sam Punk and I was like, this guy's cool. And I was like, wrestling's dumb. And I remember because I only know this through Facebook memories. I and I can't find it now because I deleted Facebook from my phone. But um I posted, oh, CM Punk is cool. And then the next post was, Brock Lesnar's dumb. <laughs> so you were just li you were live Facebook updating? Yeah, yeah. That's kind of what I did. I, like, tweet, like, shitty tweeted, but on Facebook. It sucked. <laughs> yeah, that, that was the time. That's yeah. the golden age of Facebook. Yeah. The golden was, age is when it was, like, it would say, like, your status, and it'd be, like, you know, Derek Oster is watching CM Punk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so CM Punk brought me in and I would and and Isai especially, like I always had a good time going to watch wrestling with people. And I remember one time we were there and they sh they replayed the Ric Flair or Isai and Brady replayed the Ric Flair Undertaker, Ric Flair, Shawn Michaels match. And that was the first time I got the emotion in wrestling. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, this is cool. The, re the retirement match, right? Yes. Yeah. Ric Flair's retirement. I'm sorry. I love you. Super kick. Um, and then I was just would watch pay per views with Isai. Then I asked him for the network. And I just would watch like random things. And I started watching wrestling very slowly. Like I remember liking the new day. Honestly, the thing that made me dive in was Enzo. Uh, right. That's what it was. It was Enzo. Yeah. At least I showed me Enzo. 
And I was like, this guy's funny. He's cool. Hey, I'll do this guy as a character one day. No, he's very different. <laughs> I know, fairly yeah. similar. It, yeah, you can go back into the archives and watch us change our opinion on Enzo in real time. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I mean, yeah, this was this. Yeah, was, exactly. He was we didn't know at the time. I, Everybody was into Enzo. Yeah, he was so everybody over. loves it's Enzo insane. coming soon to CBS. <laughs> oh, no. But then I just started watching more and more and more than just the pay-per-views and watching New Day clips on online and watching whatever Enzo was doing. And then I remember talking to Zach in person about a pay-per-view. At the Neurolux, I believe, right? Yes, it was at the Neurolux. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, I'm hyped on this. Wrestling rocks. And um, then we started the show. And the show was supposed to be me not watching wrestling and being having it explained to me. And then I dove in head first. And then I discovered NXT. And NXT was for a long time what kept me going. When I was like, I don't want to, I don't care. I'm tired of wrestling. I'm tired of talking about shit that's bad. I still loved NXT. And first NXT match, because... I didn't watch NXT while we were talk where we were doing the show in the beginning. I yeah, first few months. Yeah, I saw um the first match I ever watched live, the first show was Asuka versus Nikki Cross. And I was like, holy fuck, this is such a good match. Because it was like almost the whole show. And mm -hmm. I saw the swing I paid attention to the swinging fisherman's neckbreaker for the first time, and I was like, that's badass. And it was it was incredible. Yeah, your first that match just finishes buck wild too. It's a, a superplex off a ladder through the announce table. Yeah, but, and then oh yeah, and fucking Morrow was there. I miss oh, him. Yeah. Um, and yeah, like then slowly I like stuck with NXT. Like I didn't see the whole DIY story, but the. Champa Gargano feud is a highlight. Um, the watching beyond this was a big one. I thought of uh, that, like really kept me in watching us talk shit about Bianca and then her being good and main eventing WrestleMania. Like it's it's crazy. Like their developmental system works for some people, and that was a big that was a big like thing in my head like a big bright spot i mean watching i saw adam cole debut mm -hmm. and i saw his entire career in nxt that was cool um i think i saw alistair debut right isai yeah you would have yeah you yeah seen that. yeah like and that andrade when he was good um when just like yeah, like seeing these people who are like watching their entire career, like going to my first independent wrestling show. And then um, Matt Riddle was signed. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, Swerve got signed for a minute. Darby got signed. Um, I don't celebrate those Matt Riddle and Darby Allen now, yeah, I know, huh? but like when you don't know anything, like I went to that show specifically because Joey Ryan was on it. Again, yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> um, and Osa stands by him even more. Yeah, because he loves Jesus, and so do I. You know what? <laughs> Everyone deserves a second chance and a shot at redemption. Uh, no, that's a weird path to take. That's um, <laughs> that's that sounds like a beginning of a reality show. By the way. <laughs> 
everybody <laughs> deserves a second chance, a shot at redemption. And then, like, you go into, like, a reality show. Oh, my God. Yeah, hey, everyone, just, my name's uh, Joey. Just, uh, just Joey shaving his beard. Like, it's people I'm, who have been canceled trying to get I'm uncanceled. An, I'm extras in fucking movies and uh, fucking commercials now. Hey. God. He's in the background of the good place. I mean, Fuck that he's guy. A, so, he's always he always tried to do that, but yeah. So Derek, it sounds oh, like to me though that I'm you... pretty sure they're in the bad place when he's a background extra. It oh, still yeah. works. Hell sense. yeah. So it sounds to it sounds like at the the conception of us doing this show together, you were not expecting to fall as hard into wrestling as you then did. And no, then the like, world of it, wrestling changed around it, us too. Yeah, in my head, the premise of the show was I know nothing. I'm going to ask really dumb questions and they're going to get answered. But what it turned into was me like I watched everything for a while. I, well, mm-hmm. I didn't watch Ring of Honor, but or Impact or TNA. Of course. Well, everything what WWE. Was it? Yeah, I watched all the WWE's products. <laughs> Uh, also, I mean, Omega and, um, Omega and Okada, that was just like a whole different side of wrestling. And I don't think I would have appreciated that if I didn't actually dive in. Yeah. It's not, Mm. I don't think those are matches you can show to someone who has never seen wrestling and be like, see, isn't this cool? And they're like, yeah, it's cool, but what's the point? And it's like, no, I think this you is- could show it to someone who's very, very into sports. Yes. Like, yeah. And the athleticism and stuff. Um, and they, and, and who is maybe interested in the idea of wrestling, but it, yeah. it would be a hard, hard thing to do. Yeah. Um, and that brings us to now. Um, and like, I was burnt out. Like, I was down on AEW. I was like, I'm tired of this show, but I still wanted to watch wrestling and NXT went away. Um, NXT 2.0 is not NXT. It's not my NXT. It's not what I want. And I really, I don't think I've watched it for two or three months. Um, But I do watch AEW every week because it's like, it's got my guys. It's got Danielson. It's got Omega. It's got, CM Punk, and I know he's just a motivational speaker who wrestles sometimes, but... He's, a, he's not even a motivational speaker. He's the SNL host. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We got a um, real great show for you guys today. Darby <laughs> Allen is here! We got Sting! Bill Brooks! Musical um, guest! But, like... Um, Weedus! Some Weedus! They still got... They still got... Like, AEW has its problems, but then they have... Uh, Danielson versus Hangman, where it's like I've liked Hangman, I've been rooting for Hangman, but that match solidified Hangman for me. I'm, I was like, I'm two thirds of the way through that match, and holy shit! Yeah, yeah. and it's so, like this dude is incredible, and he does deserve it. And it's like, yeah, I was writing for him without thinking, like knowing that he deserved it, but that match solidified him, and it's because of partially because of Danielson, who can make anyone look good. Yeah. It like, makes someone look good he, for an hour fucking straight. He probably made Ryback look good. No, that's not good. <laughs> uh, there's I, Daniel. I think Daniel Bryan today, Brian, Brian Danielson, might be able to make Ryback look good. Might be because I. But I think he's at a different level than he's been in a long time. But yeah, yeah, and like so, maybe. Y- yes, I, Matt. Th- this is this will be just like a little sidebar of current wrestling stuff. I think he's at the like. He's always been at this level. He just knows how to work within like where he's at and what he can do. And that's what makes him at that level. 
Mm-hmm. It's like mm-hmm. he can go and have that comedy match with Kane, like when their team held no and be funny, or he can be a super brutal guy or the technical guy or like just do everything. And that's what makes him who he is. Why, why he's bit, one of the regarded yeah. as one of the best. A little bit of a preview to uh, the next episode we're planning on doing where we're going to talk about our favorite wrestlers of all our top wrestlers of all time each. Uh, he's uh, he's shot up there on my list. He's mm-hmm. he's pretty he's making some cases on my list right yeah. now. What all I wanted to ask before we move on to the other wrestle histories, Derek, is what uh, like if you had to not even just say like one or two or whatever, but like what kind of wrestlers really pique your interest? Like, are there certain like even today or wrestlers you've seen that you're just like, these are the kind of wrestling, this is the kind of wrestling, these are the kind of characters that gets my motor fucking running. When it comes to injuring stuff, I like uh, impeccable timing. Um, so I love, Adam Cole might be my favorite wrestler wrestling right now. Um, I like, I think a lot about when Ricochet does the moonsault and he kicks him right in the right in the chest, like perfectly does not hurt him. Like, and he's done that multiple times. His timing is a have thing of the, magic. Have you seen the gif? I'm sure of fucking Shelton Benjamin doing the springboard and Shawn Michaels just landing that sweet chin music on him. Like, Shawn Michaels just, still has the best super kick ever. Yes. And I, 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 after watching a lot more about Shawn Michaels, I do agree. Um, but I might agree too much, Isai. I but think he, he's, but he, like, I, think I he's feel like he also Brett. had that like impeccable timing thing, right? Like you would just be so lost in the match, and then Shawn Michaels would just throw that sweet chin music from nowhere, and you're just like, boom! What the fuck? Yeah. Don't yeah. worry, Osa. We'll get into that in our next episode about best, <laughs> yeah, about I best wrestlers. I got some um, thoughts and prayers. <laughs> oh, but and, and then character wise, like Kevin Owens, I think all around since the show has consistently been when my opinion, one of the best, like he, everything he says is believable. He's such a little shithead. He, he looks like me. (laughs) I mean, he's a, he's a big boy and it's like, this guy can do so much impressive stuff. Um, uh, yeah, it's hard for me. Like a lot of people are blips. Orange Cassidy, I liked for a minute. Now he's been overused. Uh, Gargano, though, like when he first came into NXT, is like this fucker can't talk, and now he's the best in the business. Especially towards the end of NXT, is like this dude's the best. Well, his he he kind of leaned into the fact that he couldn't talk and used it to t- be good at talking. Like yeah. his heel character was annoying and didn't know what the fuck he was saying. Like he was saying stupid shit all the time. It's like. This almost feels real, but just like turned yeah. up, and he just like le- he figured it out and leaned into it. Yeah, we'll get we'll get into that too. Um, in our next episodes about Gargano, but <laughs> I I like Can I we, like Gargano is, so much I almost watched his his Twitch stream. There's here's a, another idea. This is uh, some live uh, ideas for everybody here. Um, let's do a episode of receipts. <laughs> receipts like time when shit got real. Um, no, I cashed in all the receipts. On you guys oh, fuck that. Okay, yes. Yeah, we should just honestly go back. So there are, like, if this is your first episode, feel free to not go back and listen to other episodes. But there's a lot of times where maybe we had opinions that Eastside didn't have. Or I feel like there's probably a couple in there where I fucking nailed it, too. But <laughs> mostly there were times where, uh, yeah, we were like, Johnny Gargano's not great. And Eastside's like, you just wait a year. You just wait a year. And lo and behold. 
Yep. Yep. Called that one. Um, yeah, like because we were still recording at, at like my old house. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. know. That was from the first WrestleBoys classic. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I like fun. I like yeah. goofy, but I also I don't know like what the band fun has to do with anything here. <laughs> uh, the format was better, um, and I like, uh, but I like believable, believable guys. Um, you so like so like right fan, now you like, like I you like people. Like turned up to eleven rather than like character, like super big. Yeah, like- I mean, I love Alistair, but I, I like his in ring stuff more than I like his character. Yeah, yeah more than like you, you'd rather have something like like a, a Daniel Santa Cole than a, a Bray Wyatt fiend guy. I'm, well, I'm saying like the, the fiend. Br- like- Bray Wyatt is another thing that pulled me in. I remember now that you're bringing that up, like. Let me in. He I thought he was creepy and cool, but now, yeah, it's like, well, the it, Bray, works, Bray, it works. Bray Wyatt itself himself. Yeah. When he was the, the, the Cape Fear cult leader or whatever. Yeah. Um, Bray Wyatt, the fiend that uh, is that too much for you? No, I was all in on the fiend. I uh, wanted it. Still- I wanted it to work so bad. Mm-hmm. So yeah. but I don't give a shit about the Undertaker and I don't care about Kane. I, and I think that's more a product of like your time. Yes. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily that. Like, I, yeah. Yeah. I, and I understand how important they are. They do you nothing for me. Loved, you would have loved Kane if you like came up the same time as I did, basically. I think. Yeah. Like, yeah. I think. Yeah. I but, might not um, have because I was still a Christian boy in hell. If you would have seen, seen the wedding with Lita. Yeah. <laughs> you would have loved him. Zach, you ever American Jack Kane where he came out when the un-Americans were going to torch a flag? And yeah. he's like, no, I'm American Kane. It's like, what? for some reason, he was the patriotic choice. <laughs> Hell yeah. It makes so much sense now with Big Glenn. And even then, like, in backstage, just as a character, what? You I feel like that kind fire. of transitions over to Zach. What, well, so you, actually, before we get into that. Yeah. Also, I oh, really sir. want to say right now, uh, my I think that my favorite people to watch, just because... I like them. It's Trent. It's Chuck and Trent. I watched a barstool sports video just so I could watch them. Oh no! Talk. I, I, I know that feeling, but still, oh no! They yeah, were they, they were incredible. They're goofy. They're weird. They're dumb, and they're my they're they're the they're the guys. They'll and, never get to where I think they should be, but they're the guys. Um. So part yes. of like fandom and everything is kind of come going out of things and. You said you got burned out. What made you? What made you kind of go out? Like what? Your your fandom's relatively short, and you've kind of like yeah. since you really dove in. Like you've been watching at least something fairly consistently. Yeah, um, I think I think it was just like uh, burned out of re- like feeling obligated to do it, and it didn't. It wasn't fun anymore. It also, Raw and SmackDown were bad. Like they weren't fun to watch. And so at, at certain points. And so it was like, I'll just stick with NXT. I'll watch uh, Japanese matches. I'll watch uh, matches uh, from the 80s with Akira Hokuto. Um, I was just like, and then now recently when we stopped doing the show, I watched all of the Attitude Era. I didn't watch actual wrestling except for... 
uh, pay-per-views in AEW, but I watched all of that Attitude-era documentary they did that's on Peacock and the Ruthless Aggression one. And I know it's fake, but I learned a lot. I learned a lot of stuff that I didn't know about. What? Hey, asshole, it's not fake, it's predetermined. Well, those yeah. are WWE, WWE products. So those, those documentaries are the fakest thing about wrestling. Yeah. The, the, like, first, the first but, with this aggression one especially, this last one with Pat McAfee narrating it, they definitely reined in some of the shit. Well, they I also... They all good. Shawn Michaels interviewed said he wasn't doing it to be a dick to Hulk Hogan. When yeah. he did that match, and then he they said the, then they slyly, the, the, yeah, yeah, no, they, they, uh, Pat McAfee, I forgot the quote exactly what he said, but it's like everybody fucking knew, and I, and they're like, yeah, if Shawn Michaels, he could still be the old Shawn Michaels, and they're yeah. being like he was a dick. Yeah, but he said he's like, no, I went out there to give him the best match of his career. And it's did like, you no. see that look in his his one good eye? That was. <laughs> Total kayfabe. Um, the that's other eye was looking left. That's another thing I love about Shawn Michaels. He's always said fuck Hulk Hogan, and that rocks. Yeah, it does rock. That's so an official WrestleBoy stance as well. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think I think that's it. Um, that's that's my brief history. I mean, I've been watching wrestling consistently for what four years? How long have we been four doing years this? Now. Yeah. So four and a half. Yeah, that's it. It all started in Brady's. It all actually started in Brady's grandma's house in CM Punk. So I was oh, very yeah. excited when he came back. Oh yeah. So, so Zach, you were a added no, not attitude era. Ruthless. You were you were a ruthless aggression era. I, I am. Fan. So like I my um fandom start like vaguely started a little bit before that like the earliest wrestling memories i have are over at my neighbor's house uh jt um and playing yeah shout out jt cunnington i've tried to track you down on facebook but no luck i found your brother but no luck on you um uh yeah so like i remember um playing video like games like on n64 over at his house um i weirdly distinctly remember the issue of nintendo power that had Mankind on the cover. They had an, an interview with Mick Foley in Nintendo Power. Um, and it was right around when he first won the title. Um, I remember that. Um, and uh, and I just remember playing video games over there. I remember, um, two, like, must have been when we like first got cable or something, like flipping channels and seeing the Hardys on, it would have been like, I think on Spike, uh, when when Raw moved over to Spike, and like I remember yeah. seeing Jeff Hardy jump off a ladder, like that's like the most I can remember from it. Um, and then at some point, um, it would have been it was 2002. I started like watching because I started watching SmackDown, um, and it I was just on Channel Nine. It, it was on Channel Nine on UPN. Tight. Um, yeah, and so like I I, I started watching that um, at some point because like. I don't even remember exactly why, but it would have been right after SummerSlam 2002 because it was right after Brock won the title. Like, I can distinctly remember, like, we, so we, li- I lived out in, like, the country until I was 12, until then, um, until this time period, and then we moved um, to Boise, but we moved in with my grandma until we found a house, basically. And so we were in this, like, house that was way too small for, like, five people to be living in, and 
I was just like up in the bonus room in that house, which was my brother's room, on this little old tube TV that didn't even have a remote. Like it was like a dial. Oh, and yeah. like I remember sitting close enough to be able to switch channels because I would have gotten in trouble for watching wrestling. Mm-hmm. Um, and just watching that storyline on this tiny tube TV um, and just like getting like just getting sucked into that the feud between like Lesnar and then Kurt Angle um, and being like I remember being like totally workable at that point with the like heel and face dynamic like I was super into let into Angle um, because Lesnar was this big nasty heel he had Paul Heyman all that shit and then I remember it was um, was it Royal Rumble East Side where the big show Lesnar switch happened or was it survivor series survivor series survivor series yeah that was a great survivor series 2002 because that's Mm -hmm. also um when scott steiner came back that's right yeah i like so i couldn't watch pay-per-views so i just watched weekly and then i'd get the weird like you know still image recaps yeah um of the of the the pay-per-views and like i went like oh my god like Big Show is the champion, and like Heyman turned on turned on Lesnar, and like being coming a Lesnar fan and stuff, and then like that whole like uh, it was like a triple threat dynamic basically between Big Show, Angle, and Lesnar, and who Heyman was like backing, and like I got super into it. Um, and Kurt Angle became my favorite wrestler because 2002 to 2003, Kurt Angle is like a different level of technical mastery of like. Mm-hmm. Of, as a wrestler um and that became kind of what i was super into my favorite wrestlers were you know kurt angle um then um, very unfortunately benoit oh um, yeah dude yeah 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 at that time i mean he and he and angle were a tag team and they were awesome like um, yeah and for then, sure. you know eddie chavo and like the whole cruiserweight division that was going on on smackdown at the time like that was what i was super into and i, I just loved all of that and then at some point, I just kind of fell off because I played four sports a year in high school, um, which is why I love the technical stuff, too, I think, is because it felt like real sports to me. Um, yeah. And then I just, I just fell off, and I, I kind of would watch occasionally and stuff like that, like, whenever I just, like, happen to flip the channels and, like, the seed that was on, I'd be like, oh, what's going on on, you know, on Raw or, or SmackDown? Like, I watched Raw back then, too, but not nearly as closely because it was triple h and the the reign of terror and just wasn't you know quite at, as enjoyable as smackdown was back then um yeah. but then i fell off until 2016 um like i i would yeah occasionally watch i i, I vaguely knew what was going on like i'd heard cm punk was kind of cool but i also made fun of the idea of a straight straight edge wrestler you know because, like, I just, like, I had a bunch of straight-edge friends and stuff. And in reality, was straight-edge myself. I was a little, good little Christian kid. I just didn't like the label. You're like, my and favorite my, wrestlers are on Percocet. Yeah. <laughs> I, they take Somas. Um, my favorite uh, yeah, wrestlers so, love Perks. They just, man, I mean, Kurt Angle was my favorite wrestler, so. Perk Angle, dude. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I fell off until 2016, and... Funny, cause I actually just started working at my my former employer that where I had regained this love for wrestling was at work one day. Um, basically, like I write articles on the internet, and I was looking at a website where I used to like contribute some articles. The the MarySue.com. It's like a feminist entertainment website, 
they had an article about the women's championship match at WrestleMania um, 32. 32, right, Isai, the one in Texas? Yes. Dallas, yeah. 32. Um, and how they changed the Divas title to the women's title, and like they talked about that match, and I was like, this sounds really cool. I want to just like check this out. You know, I used to love wrestling. That sounds cool. Um, who, I checked who, it. who was in that match? Uh, so it was, it was Charlotte, Becky, and Sasha. Okay, tight. The triple triple threat. Um, they changed the divas to the the women's title. Um, yeah, and I was like, oh, this is really cool. Um, so I, I like found it online, like on I'm sure Daily Motion, and like, uh, and uh, at the same time, um, I used to listen to the Bill Simmons podcast a lot. Um, and he had um, oh my god, the Masked Man. Why am I blanking on his name? Um, the guy who does the Masked Man show on. Bill uh, Simmons, also notable huge wrestling fan. Yeah, huge wrestling fan, and um, mm. yeah, it's so bad. So I, I, sorry, Derek. Oh, this is another side note. Um, like Isai did for ideas. Um, that's a good. That's a good thing. Pumpkin puppuccino. Um, we should do random celebrities that are wrestling fans. I don't know if we could do a whole episode about that, but that'd be fun to talk about. My, my favorite really random one is Bob Mould. You guys know, like, that. No. That, like, um, he's, like, 90s alt, like, alt-rock. Like, if you were corporate, you like Smashing Pumpkins. If you were cool, you like Bob Mould and um, Husker Du. Husker Du is his band. Oh, okay, um, okay, yeah, okay, Husker yeah. Husker yeah. the shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah um, Bob Mould from Husker Du is a huge wrestling fan. He fucking hates um, uh, Billy Corgan. Like they're not friends, <laughs> Hell so yeah. it's just, it's a fa- and he used to he wrote for WCW for a minute in, in, uh, okay. in the nineties. Oh, uh, no longer so like that- him. <laughs> I love him. He just like and, and did that because like he had an opportunity to like between tours. They're like, oh yeah, come work for us for a minute. Like you love wrestling, and someone was like a Husker Du fan, so like he just went and did that for a minute. Yeah, there's a podcaster named Dave Schilling who did that, and uh, he mm. regrets it. <laughs> Yeah, well, Dave, so Dave Schilling used to be the. Um, it's so bad that I cannot think of this guy's name, who is the masked man who does the masked man. Is it man David show. Shoemaker? David Shoemaker. Here we go. Also wrote my favorite wrestling book. Um, oh, okay. Uh, he so he used to be the uh, side guy on cheap the the podcast Cheap Heat. Yeah. Um, and so he was on, but he was on the uh, Bill Simmons podcast talking about WrestleMania around the same time, and so I just like listened to it. I ended up. Checking out Cheap Heat because he hadn't like started his own thing yet. Because you loved um, Rosenberg. I love Peter Rosenberg. I did back then. You I know. know he was like, he was like, not a terrible shithead yet. He just seemed like a cool, like a cool, like radio host guy who also liked wrestling, and then he became a shithead. But um, <laughs> I actually listened to an episode of Cheap Heat like two weeks ago just to see what it was like these days, and it was like, oh, this is still in- intolerable. Um, <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I just like, I kind of just dove in at that point. Like I like listened to a bunch of like, of that cheapy podcast and like listen and then started watching, um, that's like that summer. The first like show I watched was the 4th of July episode where Kevin Owens gets pied and we still don't know who, who, who did it <laughs> um, to this day. Yeah. And then like the first like pay-per-view I watched was whatever that pay-per-view was where we had the, the shield triple threat. Um, mm-hmm. Like right oh, after yeah. money, there's money in the bank. All three of them held the title within a couple minutes of each other, and then I like checked out the pay per view after that and just kind of dove in, and then um, have been just 
on board ever since. At some point, started talking to uh, Derek about wrestling because I like knew he liked it a little bit. Um, and eventually, you know, my my partner Anya and then uh, Matt Matt's uh, partner Katie were like, "My wife, your wife." Started talk started saying, "Please talk to each other about wrestling instead of us." Um, yeah. So and that's what started like started the podcast. <laughs> yeah. And I said, I can't have a wrestling podcast without Isai. That's we. That's a friendship ender. Worse than the potato, <laughs> that's worse a, than that's the potato skins is innocent. Yeah, and I was like, oh yeah, Isai, that guy I used to play heart like metalcore shows with in high school. That's weird. Okay. He still played them. And you said my friend Matt, and I don't think I ever saw the last name in the Facebook chat. And Matt shows up, and I was like, oh, Matt. I think he said I both had the same reaction. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like, we know this guy. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. It was a blast from the past getting to do this uh, this show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, that kind of brings me to now. Like, I basically just would, like, you know, there's times where I, like, definitely have not been into wrestling, like, and fallen off pretty hard. Like, similar to Derek, NXT was always a thing kind of keeping me going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. NXT 2.0 is not for me. It's a no for I know me, the, dog. I feel like the black and gold brand is is was really the uh, was really the energy drink that kept this show going. It for was a while. almost it was it was almost too good. Yeah, yeah. Because, because if 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 this would have happened like beforehand, it'd be fine. It'd be like okay, this is the developmental show. It's just right. that it's like we what we had before was just well. Essentially, we'll it was we'll like a it. scripted PWG, right? Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll certainly talk about it more. It's PWG and Ring of and like the height of Ring of Honor and all that just thrown into one big thing that was that like Shawn Michaels like psychology and Triple H psychology with that. Yeah, and it's, money. That yeah. thing also money. Yeah. God, it was so good. I RIP. I miss it. Because it's like, that's what I'm looking for with AEW. And that's not what AEW is. And I don't expect that. But that's what I want. And that's why it's like, yeah, I want. I wish Kevin Owens went there. I want Gargano to go there. I, I want think. all these things because I want my NXT back. I know. But well, I also, the, I don't. Black and, we'll do an episode for sure. We've already talked about it, about doing the black and gold. But it, it is oh, so wild. To think. It like, won't we be an episode. It's going to be a long a running series. series. But like, but we, we really did get we got like a basically an indie promotion with all of wwe's money that was run by fucking triple h and Shawn michaels like that's yep. really something that you could only dream about and probably won't ever happen again yeah no it won't like absolutely it won't because <laughs> there's no reason for that promotion to exist outside mm-hmm. of triple h wanting it to exist and being given that freedom for a few years and yeah. it's so wild that he wanted it to exist because like like just like like a year or two before you told the American Wolves they already have Tyson Kidd. And they don't need him. <laughs> I know, right? Uh, yeah, it, that's, well, other, that's the other a, thing. Where the black a, and gold brand does he, seem a lot like Triple H's apology for all the shit. Yeah, hole. like he was a notable indie guy hater, right? Yeah. He hated yeah. people that were going to be on his spot. But then he realized what was getting popular with wrestling because, like, I mean, it was just bound to happen. And so he just leaned into it. and And his spot was now... And trying to make sure he shined was NXT shining and be having this better product. Yeah. It's and it's always- insane because it was successful. Or at least it was good. I don't it know. Anyway, that's that's for another show. Yeah. But I do want to oh. ask too. 
So Zach, what are the wrestlers who fucking get your motor running? What kind right, of in I, in ring stuff? Uh, you know what 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 floats your boat? Talk to us about Conan like, Reeves. Um, God, I the miss finest? him. The finest. How long do you get? How long do y'all have? I legitimately <laughs> like. I mean, so I I, I as far as the in ring stuff goes, technical wrestling is still like is my thing. You know, like the the British world of sport style turns out to be like my my shit. Um, like I still I love NXT UK still because it's still a lot of it there. But, you know, as far as, like, individual wrestlers, Brian Danielson has kept me loving wrestling over the last few months. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Like, that's all I've really wanted to watch. And then, like, when I watch him, it makes me want to watch other stuff that's maybe not at the same level. But, you know, like, it still makes me want to watch good wrestling again. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, he, he has kept my, like, love of wrestling alive the last few months. Um, so he, he's right up there, you know. Um, people like Roderick Strong, Kyle O'Reilly, like all the undisputed guys. I I love like it. It doesn't even have to be like Bobby super, Fish, especially right. Yeah, Bobby Fish, especially <laughs> mostly, I, just, I mean, mostly because text, of his political beliefs. Yeah, I love his politics. Um, you know, like I I love people even if they aren't the the most technical. At least like that like crispness and stuff like that. You know, mm-hmm. um, I I just absolutely love. And then it branches out from there. It's not that that's the only style I like. You know, I'm. You know, I'm just a big fan of people who do stuff, do whatever they do really well. Um, yeah. It, it, like that, because I, I, the little things in wrestling are things that, like, I notice a lot and, like, really get into. Like, I notice when people look like they're, you know, I think Isai Yusso said about Bianca, about people who are playing wrestler versus, like, people who have their footwork down. And, like, I notice when people, like, start figuring that shit out. As like somebody uh, played sports like you did and like I did, like you notice technique and that's why i think you gravitate towards technical wrestling and stuff like that because it's so technique based and like yeah baseball for instance like somebody's like they're batting it's like you notice their footwork you notice how they if they drop their shoulder if they how their wrists are going through the zone like you see that kind of stuff if you break it down mm-hmm. and the same thing with wrestling which is why i was always giving heat to people who are like one, two, three, four, and uh, run here. One, two, three, four, turn right here. Because it was so just pretty. Yeah, I like yeah. I notice footwork and like that's like I, I always really appreciate when someone's on their way up and I start noticing like, oh, their footwork's getting good. Like you know, example lately, like Liv Morgan, I don't notice her be pretending to be a wrestler anymore. She still has a long ways to go, but I notice like she she has her footwork is is solid now. Or it wasn't. And that's like, that's stuff that like I really like geek out about. Um, so it, it's stuff like that. And then, you know, character wise, like I really like when people are like, are that intense, like kind of real sport feel to it. But also, like, I like goofy shit too. You know, like it's a nice change of pace. Like, um, but like, you know, even when like Finn, Finn's run in NXT last year, that was like one of my favorite runs ever because suddenly it's like, oh, he's so fucking good at what he does. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like that that's the stuff I know it's like even like someone like Charlotte whose character I'm like not into because it's like I it's what is it it's just that she's, it's but in ring like I'm a big fan of just how crisp she is like you can't deny like how mm-hmm. fucking good she is she's the Randy Orton of the women's division like mm-hmm. might not always be the best to watch but it's fucking crisp Randy yeah, Orton's also sure. the Randy Orton of wrestling <laughs> yeah because it, uh, just like you said, it may not be the most like interesting to watch, but like from a technical standpoint, 
it's like spot on 10 out of 10 mm-hmm. you know? yeah for sure but you know and like since what, i started watching what wrestling again you, i always say what, like let's say what drops you out of it like what like makes you want to um, take a break um it's weird like for me with wwe a lot of it is like the morality of the company sometimes <laughs> like <laughs> makes me feel gross like to watch and like i'm just like i'm just not into I, into this and like that's not to say like i'm better because of that or whatever that's just what something that like it really impacts me where i'm just like when they start releasing wrestlers like this and stuff like it's hard for me to keep going at times and i'm someone who has like a million different interests like that's how i've always been i'm very adhd and i like just grab little bits and pieces of things all the time and like that but then get like obsessed with the thing i get obsessed with like I mm-hmm. I started a podcast like a new podcast that I was listening to um on like this week and I'm on episode like 60. Damn. <laughs> like episodes are like half an hour long so I'm like Jesus that's yeah. so much time. Like yeah. hello shout out hello from the Magic Tavern it's a great yeah. show. Um, I I I definitely understand that uh that's how I was. It's why I don't start a TV show. Like when I started watching The Sopranos, it's like my life is The Sopranos until I'm done watching it. That's mm-hmm. it. That's all I care about. Wow, I'm you're not a Tony D'Angelo fan. <laughs> I never said I wasn't. Um, wow. But but yeah, and I get that. Like yeah, obsessing. That's how I was with wrestling when I first started. Yeah, and like that's exactly how I was with wrestling when I first started. And also like I usually like just latch onto one one thing like one wrestler or whatever for me it was finn balor when i started also it was he helped me come to grips with my bisexuality at the time <laughs> mm-hmm. like no joke like i say that kind of as a joke but no joke he actually kind of did i was like this, yeah. this man is attractive and i was like oh wait that i'm actually just attracted to him i'm not mm-hmm. like no like, not, what a good looking dude yeah which yeah. i always kind of like wrote it off as right. um, i so like the like, voice hey, what a good looking dude what a good looking dude He's got some Me nice hit. abs and a big old hog. I, that's nice. I'm not gay or nothing. Typical straight guy stuff. I just like when he wears the white shorts. Eh? You can see that's that the outline of his whole hog. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Matt, with that voice, are you ready to talk about your uh, unabashed love of Vince Russo? Oh, unfortunately, Vince Russo played way too much of a role in the wrestling I like. And I didn't know. I didn't fucking know, dude. I didn't know he did that. Cause like, so I was born in 91 and I, my, I come online, you know, memories start when you're like four or five years old. So here I am fucking smack dab. My, my older brother was a, a wrestling obsessive, like magazines everywhere. I like take for granted just how much wrestling was just a part of the environment that I grew up <laughs> around just because of how much my older brother loved it. Um, shout out Sam, but, uh, we fucking, so like, but my parents were very restrictive on what my my he's a, like four years older than me and my little brother and I are much closer in age. So my parents were much more restrictive of like how what we my little brother and I could watch. Uh, so we were just WCW. WWF was off the table. Way too fucking gnarly. But like so, dude, I come online. Yeah, like 96, 97 is where I'm making memories just watching WCW. So like for me, like the the horsemen are fucking like Benoit, Malenko, and Mongo McMichael. Oh <laughs> that's your horseman? <laughs> dude, I'm like, that's the horseman. And so I'm like, who the fuck's Arn Anderson? Dude? Who fuck's, Who's who this fuck's... old fucking dad? And he's like 40 at the time. He's not even dude, that to- old. Totally Blanchard. Uh-uh. So like, yeah. I... Mongo all the way. 
Dude, yeah, I'm like, I don't even know if I can say Mongo McMichael anymore. <laughs> uh, honestly, I don't. I think that's probably not a good thing. I think Mong. I don't know. Anyway, well, Mongo is like, dealing with the ALS. Is he really? Yeah. Um, bucket challenge for Mongo, dude. Yeah. But uh, DDP was like one of the ones that was just like, I was like, oh, it doesn't get better than Diamond Dallas Page. It's yeah, not, um, not a bad one. No, honestly, honestly, I still love but, like late 90s DDP, Goldberg. Like that is my, what I feel like I most identify with as a wrestling fan. Uh, and like, yeah, I love Dean Malenko, but I was always, the thing that WCW had that still, that I think holds up, uh, is their cruiserweight division. Like, I was so into Rey Mysterio. I was so into Eddie Guerrero, La Parca. I was into, like, any of them. Psychosis. But, like, um, I don't know. So, yeah, I have a ton of great memories of, like, watching, like, not even a ton. I don't remember shit, but, like, I remember <laughs> watching Harlem Heat. I remember really liking fucking Booker T at the time. Uh, I mean, he's always, he's still, he still holds up a dude five times. But, like, uh, yeah, so, but I was, like, definitely under the impression of, like, the Nasty Boys. Their fucking second run was great. Uh, I don't know. Vince Russo played way too much of a role. I didn't realize it was bad uh, until like we started doing this show. <laughs> and then I just start fucking hitting you with this, just shaming you. Like, God, you're yeah, such but idiot. then luckily, for, look who fucking came my way, but AEW. <laughs> where I'm like, thank you. Let's end every show with a million people fighting in the ring. That's good wrestling. Um, I'm but like, <laughs> yeah. So I loved it, dude. Like, I was so into Bam Bam Bigelow. Again, I liked wrestlers who were a little on the larger Yo, side. Yo, do you like the but- Jersey Triad? Okay, that that one's not ringing a bell. To me. It was DDP, uh, Canyon, and uh, Bam Bam. <laughs> pretty sure. So like, I really Who don't. I couldn't Canyon. I don't remember It'll story. I don't remember storylines for jack shit. Uh, I just remember liking different tag teams. We had so many action figures and stuff. But uh, yeah, so like the big guys there, Goldberg and them. Um, but like, yeah, no joke. Fucking that movie, Ready to Rumble, was on repeat in my home. <laughs> years for years we just loved that fucking movie loved all the wrestlers did you really get into wrestling though like because like you wanted to like hang out with your brother it was like it, it is that, I don't like, even is know that where it a, started probably it was just like sam thinks this is cool i think it's cool you know it's like, like a, i want to I I be like my brother yeah totally it's a total little brother thing cool. but i just i don't remember a world where wrestling wasn't just on in the background our our family's home was like the one where all the kids would come to to watch the pay-per-views I think, like, all the parents would kind of chip in, and then my parents would, like, house everybody. Uh-huh. Um, and so, yeah, like, it was always it was always on, but we were not allowed to watch WWF at all. Attitude Era was well, off because, the Well, because, like, poor Oster, they're about to see tits, and yeah, going to get scared. God God forbid I would have seen breasts on television. Um, um, puppies no. is what they were called. Uh, yeah, dude, fuck. Yeah, which also, yeah, I don't know. My my parents weren't sitting there watching WCW with us, but uh, it wasn't it wasn't the purest fucking family television. Well, I mean, uh, Major I, Guns was there. Watching watching the um that documentary, I don't know how true it is, but one thing they talked about is like they had to battle with like uh. It's true. Ratings people like a uh, uh, censor standards uh, and practices. Uh, at yes, yes, sta- yes. Yeah, that is true. where where WWF didn't really have to. So USA yeah. Network was like, just don't say fuck. Yeah, yeah, pretty much, huh? Oh, um, uh, interesting thing. I was yeah. watching. Uh, I was just. I like to see what wrestling things Peacock curates for the holidays. And they. I watched one of The Rock singing Twelve Days of Christmas," and they bleep out. I think him saying "candy ass." 
Because I'm guessing that's a homophobic slur. I mean, it, yeah. <laughs> it, it but, is. But uh, Peacock bleeped it out. It was, in, it, was, it was interesting. Anyway. Like you can call ahead, someone Matt. an ass, but you cannot call someone a candy ass, which I didn't know was homophobic. That is true. Maybe it, 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 it makes also, sense I was like, when you think about it. I've just it never it, thought about it. It totally does. But also I was like, that seems more festive than just calling someone an ass. <laughs> festive. Around, true. The, around the holiday time. What a festive uh, insult. That's a real yeah. festive slur. So like, but it, in uh, yeah, dude, exactly, a good, fe- good festive slur. Um, That's all I ask is if someone's gonna, you know, say a yeah. homophobic slur towards yeah. me, yeah, at least make yeah. it festive. You fucking, <laughs> you fucking Santa ass, fucking, <laughs> fucking candy cane peppermint shit fuck. <laughs> peppermint candy cane shit fuck wow. is pretty good. Um, I watched a lot of. Uh, yeah. So what? What was it? When did ever? Whenever fucking WWF split? Two thousand one. You know, it became WWE, and then they split into Raw and SmackDown, which was like early 2000, yeah, 2002 or whatever. It was two thousand two. It was right two, after WrestleMania eighteen. Like. Yeah. <clears throat> and so my parents fucking they were like, "All right, you guys can watch SmackDown." Raw was still off the table. You guys are old uh, enough for SmackDown now. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And I watched SmackDown. It's because I want to know probably why. Because it because was of, on UPN, which is like a, mm-hmm. was uh, a yeah, exactly. regular on cable, a, yeah. so it's it, yeah. a regular TV, so it's network TV, so it's not going to go as far as cable will. Yeah, yeah. It, and okay. they, they purposely gave it a little bit more of a sports presentation, like to draw people into like our flipping channels on regular on regular you know network TV, versus like Raw, you kind of had to go seek it out on cable. Yeah, yeah. Cause like so like for me like the bar for SmackDown is always set at like the fist set, um, like I just when I think of SmackDown I think of that big fist I think of Rey Mysterio I think of all the cruiserweights they brought back Edge, uh, Edge, uh, yeah no dude I mean just like every you know anyone who watched through the 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 ruthless aggression era, but then I did fall out around it was like I watched all the way through I for, like I you know how sometimes you get older and you forget how things actually go down. Yep. I was like looking through, I was like, oh no, I did watch all of JBL's fucking bullshit. Mm-hmm. And then... Why? He, was like, he was such a big deal, and that is fascinating to me. It's very yeah. fascinating to me, because I saw <laughs> him before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it well, really because like, Imagine if Jinder Mahal had held the title for a year. <laughs> like, yeah. Because like that's what the level JBL was... Like JBL was a little higher than that, because he was like a good tag team wrestler. But... Suddenly, like character change, win the title immediately, hold it for a year. It'd be like yeah. if evil, if evil had held the title for a year in New Japan. Quit saying it's just, <laughs> it it's hurts. just so weird because he's the weirdo with the cowboy hat who like rubs me the wrong way. Oh, dude, and you go back, dude. I mean, like sure, I, the bloody ass match with Eddie Guerrero. I mean, it's fun. But it's fucking bloody. But it's also racist as fuck, dude. You look back there. Like, those storylines were awful. But, like, uh, and then he dropped the belt to Cena. And I think it was right around there, like, as Cena was, like, the having his big run. CM Punk was coming on the scene. That's the thing. I was in high school at this point. And I was, like, I got so annoyed at, I didn't do drugs or any of that shit in high school. But I was, like, or drank or nothing. But I got so sick of people in high school who identified as straight edge. I'm, like, dickhead, you're 15. It's not that fucking hard. So you were sick of Isai? I was just like, dude, I was older than him. Yeah, I don't. Isai and I never really. We knew each other from marching band, but I didn't know Isai. I didn't run into you. Were, you were the only straight edge dude in that group, right, Isai? Uh, I mean, Tyler didn't drink. Like, me and Tyler had our first beer together. Yeah. But, like, the thing. But I don't even remember. But that. 
apart from you guys, because again, we didn't hang out, but there were people who were my age who were like, didn't know shit. I liked punk music. Like I was getting into it. I liked Minor Threat. I did not identify as straight edge, but I was so sick of the people who did. Cause I was like, you're all just fucking posers. And it's not hard to not drink and do drugs when you're 15 years old. Wait. Uh, and anyway, so CM Punk kind of to me just was like, I just wasn't into it. And my friends weren't into wrestling at that point. So I just sort of fell out. Um, and yeah, I, I would still play all the video games. Like, um, I grew up playing the video games for sure. Then all the SmackDown versus Raw, like on PS2 shit. Played the fuck out of those. Um, but yeah, and I just stopped watching. No more wrestling. I feel like that's like a, a big thing with a lot of people. So just kind of when you become a teenager and it's like, especially if it's not in the attitude era, it's not cool. Mm-hmm. It's just like, yeah. Well, it, that's it plummeted, right? After that. I mean, it's been a, not necessarily plummeted, but it's just been on a steady decline since. Yeah. It was, if you look at like, you know, like the Bruce, Pritt, I, I used to listen to the Pritchard podcast before he went back to WWE the WWE a lot um, and became like 100% full of shit instead of like probably 60% full of shit like he used to be. <laughs> um, uh, but the, that's always some of the interesting stuff to me is like is the stuff that like Conrad gets obsessed about on that is like business and like pay-per-view buys and like gates and stuff like that that pe- they were bringing in and it's like it's not like all of a sudden no one was paying attention but it's like suddenly 2002, 2003 it's like, oh yeah, there's like a hundred thousand less pay-per-view buys on this than last year. Like so, and it just like kind of went like that because suddenly it just wasn't as hot, even though they had the best roster and like better wrestling than they'd had. It just wasn't the same. Yeah, yeah. It's still so wild to look at the numbers too from like back then when it's like wrestling's going downhill. There's only five million people watching this week. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it's just like, oh wow. Now they're man. fighting for a million. Like yeah. the. The the losing side two million in WCW like in WCW and WWF was always like the losing side was at like three point five and it's like yep. what the yeah. fuck that would Every, be that would be more than all, double what Raw is doing right now uh-huh. which like of course there were a lot less things to watch back yeah. then too now it's the state still. of it's the state of television so yeah. yeah yeah you're just not gonna have that many people tuning into one thing every yes week. and no because sports and stuff still do great numbers yeah that's just because a bunch of fucking nerds out there watching their stupid sports. Like, Ew, give me the theater. Give me the theater in my wrestling. No, I'm just, I don't fucking know. I don't know shit. I did start rewatching again in 2016. It was my. We, it was literally just a, a thing for my my brothers and I to start hanging out again. I'm being like, let's get the let's watch the pay per views together. Um, when like, you were Sam, when you were kind of out, would you kind of like look up some stuff like, hey, what's going on with the wrestling? I well, kind of. I would I would be aware of what was going on because my family was still like Eric was my little brother my younger brother was still paying attention um, for quite a while after I watched uh, and stuff and then I just did not no I really didn't I probably didn't tune in at all from like twenty like two thousand ten to probably twenty sixteen I was just a complete void of wrestling uh, and then yeah twenty sixteen started rewatching it with my brothers um, so they were filling me in on who was doing what and what was going on. Um, and yeah, I was like, wow, okay, the New Day is fun. Like, women's wrestling seems to actually be fucking cool. Like, and don't get me wrong, I was one of those shitty little kids who was like, brawn panties matches, please. That's great. But you know, like, that was one of the things that kept me from coming back, where I was like, I just don't think that jives with me anymore. I'm not into it. So then when we did come back, I was like, oh, like, oh, sick. Okay, you were real we disappointed some, like, that it wasn't a, a Playboy pillow fight at WrestleMania? 
I was like, um, hello. Tyler, how am I supposed to? I can't get hard fucking watching this. No, I fucking no. It was just like that thing. I was like, oh, oh, wrestling seems to have gotten better. You know, like I was like, this seems to be more of like, I don't know. There's cool shit going on, and then from there, pretty soon after that, like, yeah, I was getting like more aware of what was going on outside of WWE. And then once we did this show, started doing this show together, because yeah, it was as Zach was was saying, like I started watching it. I got Katie to watch it, my wife. Um, and so we'll still watch wrestling together and stuff. But like, uh, it was that thing of like, I just was consuming a lot of it. Mm-hmm. And uh, Katie, <laughs> Katie was like, yeah, Zach's going to be at this trivia night. You should talk about wrestling. We were talking the about Jinder Mahal. <laughs> we're talking about Jinder Mahal. Like, I don't think they're actually going to springboard him up and give him the title. <laughs> Lo and behold, they did. Fucking he, was, oh. he was the champion when we started this show. He was yep. the champion. He was the champion. Probably one of the first times I really was like excited again was when fucking AJ took it off him in the UK. I was like, yes, yes, yeah, you're fucking welcome. <laughs> but like, um, so yeah. And then I just been watching since then. Hey Matt, um, you better have a stick and not Gillette. You're welcome. Yeah. You're freaking I'll, welcome, man. Thanks for hey, thanks for being a fan, man. Handshakes only, no hugs. Um. <laughs> But like, uh, yeah. So I don't take know. your damn mask off if you want to talk to me. <laughs> I can't hear you. It just sounds like a big old muffled puss. You know what? Good job Jesus. on him for really, really not saying anything during this about that. <laughs> yeah, I don't fucking. I don't think. Yeah, exactly. A lot of wrestlers. I don't think I'd like to hang out with in real life. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. But, no. Even beyond politics and stuff, also they're just kind of insufferable people. I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. Probably. Um. But yeah, I don't know. And then yeah, for sure, got super excited to learn about more about New Japan, mm-hmm. learn more about other business like wrestling promotions. To learn more about that's the thing that I think really gets got me back into wrestling for real. For real, was like watching it not as somebody who was just like used to having it on as a kid who was just excited about it, but more of like you know getting more of an insight behind the scenes again with like shoot interviews, more wrestling podcasts sort of thing now. Like, there's just so much more to learn about wrestling, which I will say now, four years into us doing this show, I kind of wish I had less of a view into that fucking world. I kind of <laughs> just want to watch the wrestling show again. No, yeah. You, you want to just, just watch the interviews. I did that for a few weeks, and it was great. I have a question, Matt. So you're, uh, if, if, if we do have old listeners here, uh, uh, Bryson, I am blurred. Um, you're a notable deathmatch nut. When did that start? Initially, or was that with the show, with us doing the show? Uh, well, I think there was like a part of me that was definitely always drawn to, you know, dude. Red equals green, brother. Red <laughs> brings that money. I like, like I was saying, JBL and Eddie Guerrero. It's gnarly to watch now. So mm. much blood. But at the time, still, I was just, I couldn't get enough. I honestly couldn't. I was a bloodthirsty, young, red-blooded American. Um, and yeah, no, I, I was into it. But then learning about deathmatch promotions. And like kind of following some more like deathmatch wrestlers, I I to me I was just like, I I think that style of wrestling, which does get my fucking motor running, is like, uh, yeah, to me it's just like how much more could you give to an audience than like your entire fucking body mm-hmm. like that? You're really like putting everything on the line. You're really completely disregarding your personal safety, you know, to some extent, obviously. The reason I watch it is because I know no one's actually going to die, but there's that part of you that's well, like, what if someone does? Well, someone did. 
And someone did. And I don't ever want to see anyone die. But I just like, if you're willing to put yourself through that, I will give you all the respect in the world. Uh, and, but again, I probably don't want to know you as a personal human being. <laughs> but like, uh, yeah, I, I think ultra violence in wrestling is something that is, uh, I, I see something very artistic and beautiful in it. Um, and I just hope no one ever, you know, gets for real, for real injured. But, uh, you know, or lose their body to Percocets and whatnot. But like, what are you going to do? Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I feel... It's funny because like I I don't love watching deathmatch wrestling even though like I like really really like respect and appreciate it like it just like it gets to me like little like cuts like that and stuff are like specifically like I really yeah. get oh, to yeah. me um like I just know that but I still f- I feel that exact same way about like ultra violence and stuff about like Walter and like Dragon uh-huh. Walter Dragonov or like Brian Danielson matches like that kind of violence like. Is like, I, I think is like Danielson beautiful. versus Morishima like, and Ring of Honor. Mm-hmm. Well, like, and I think that's yeah, that's one of the things that I and I completely agree with. I think I totally get the criticisms of deathmatch wrestling too of cheap pops. You're not actually telling a story, but when you do have a story like that with like Walter and Dragonoff, there is a story there. There is mm-hmm. that ultra violence there, and you're not resorting to have to go through like a table duct taped with light tubes to get that emotion out of a crowd. Um, and I think that's the thing is like, I, I just don't mind. And maybe it's because I grew up watching Vince Russo WCW. I don't mind if the story's not good. <laughs> I, if you can condense the emotion into such a high concentration, like you can in a death match wrestling, like in a ring like that, I'll fucking, you got, you got 30 minutes of my time to show me some of the craziest shit I ever seen. You best believe it. But I love, I'm more interested in stories. Like if you're going to put something on right now, like in front of me, if I kind of am having like a lazy afternoon, I'm a little stoned, I'll watch some deathmatch wrestling. But if I really want to watch, you know, something that gets my brain, you know, in there, it is like, I love a good story. You know, going back now, if you did want to watch a classic, you know, if you're new to this show or newer to wrestling or whatever, um, but are interested, if you go and just research the saga of Omega and Okada in Japan, something like that's a really great way to, to understand of like how a long-term story can be told. Um, with matches that can go a long time where nothing particularly violent or or not one specific moment might like drop your jaw, but several moments will drop your jaw kind of <laughs> yeah, a deal. Yeah. And like uh, you're so there. I love I prefer a story. I prefer a story, but I will absolutely take a harsh, condensed uh, amount of emotion and, and toss it into 20 minutes full of blood and guts. Hell yeah. But I don't. What I don't know. What keeps you? I don't like what. Yeah. What what keeps you coming back to the well right now? At least I, like currently. I, I what think, what's what's uh, getting your? Yeah. Oh, like just like in the world of wrestling, what's currently getting me hot and bothered? Yeah. 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 I I honestly, since we took this break, I've been enjoying watching a little, a lot less wrestling than normal. I think the thing that gets me going is the escapism of pro wrestling. That's always what it is at its best. It's, it's a, a way that you can watch TV and be completely immersed into another world uh, with people live. Uh, another like, that's the universe. Another universe. You can, you can. And so like, yeah, for sure. Right now, AEW is the one I like the most just because it does have the wrestlers. I like, um, you know, uh, it has Cody Rhodes setting himself on fire, dude. And so like, uh, I'll take more of that, please. But, but not um, only did he end racism, but now he's on fire. 
<laughs> boiled his flesh. I'm not a big Cody Rhodes guy, of course. But <laughs> I I think yeah, that's the thing that keeps me going is just that there's there are stories that are like you know, they're more compelling than a lot of things that you would see on TV. For sure the stuff going on with Hangman right now is really interesting. Um and I'm not getting that out of WWE stuff. It doesn't with all the quote-unquote budget cuts that we've been having the last couple of years, it's just been so hard to want to get invested in a character because mm-hmm you don't know if they have one poor showing they could be gone. And like, that's not. And all their eggs are in one basket right now. It's all about Roman. Like, it seems like people don't care about Biggie from what I've been listening to. They do. It's yeah. Okay. You, you got, it's, you, it's you, all you, Roman though. It, it's two different shows. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. But yeah, you got, I will say you, you um, with a lot of stuff, kind of need context okay um but yeah it's like it's the roman show wwe's the roman show right now mm-hmm. and that's cool roman rocks roman's doing the best work of his career right now but you got, not you, quite enough to keep me coming back yeah you got to do other stuff with other people yeah, so that's why you would watch monday because that's uh the non-roman show <laughs> but you get an extra hour of fucking nothing <laughs> Um, the, I will say that the Kevin Owens, um, Seth, and Biggie stuff has been pretty fun. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. And like the, Kevin Owens is one that I think consistently can tell a good story without having to um, resort to things that are too, like, I don't know. Like, there's so many things with WWE that have become so driven into the ground that you can see it coming from a mile away. You can see so many stories coming and Kevin Owens is somebody like with the fucking festival of friendship with Jericho. You could see it coming a mile away, but you still want to watch it unfold because this, the characters are so good at, at drawing you in. Like I knew he was never going to beat Roman for the title when they were feuding, but I wanted to watch every single thing between them because like he, he did make me believe like, you know, like he's just that good. And that's yeah, and, and that's like not I even think, like the like, I don't I'd rather kind of have like that roadmap like yeah I like surprises too but I don't need to be swerved at every turn I don't need Vince Russo swerves sometimes I kind of like to know the destination a little bit and sure. and then you can um like when you kind of get into it you get in that groove and the the people are playing their parts really well and you can appreciate that and the performance and I think that. Doing. That right there is exactly what I think is the best part about wrestling is like at its worst or at its best, there are um, like, I don't know. There, there just, there does seem to be things where it's like, you know, the good guy is going to end up on top. You know that we're going towards a, a direction of, of good versus evil. You know, it's a basic story at, at any, at any point in wrestling, it is a basic story, but it's just like how you tell it. You know, I, I'm with you. I don't want every promotion to reinvent the wheel uh, at any anymore. It's like, what? How? You know, what are you going to do? Put a six sided ring down there? Yeah, you don't need a reverse battle royal. Yeah, you don't. You don't. I don't need them to 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 do that. But there is like, you have such a template in front of you that's like, how are you going to tell this story? And like, so giving a story time to breathe, giving the audience a bit of credibility to be like, oh, you know, yes, yes, big dumb, big dumb guy want, big dumb guy want blood. But like, uh, yeah, you could you could give the audience some sort of like level of that respect of like, you'll follow along where this story's going. Uh, and it, I don't know. It, it's so easy to 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 just like lose a couple hours into, uh, into some wrestling. But like just like 
speaking for like, you know, put on my pretentious hat here for a second. I have a creative writing degree. Like I, I, I'd say that I, you know, officially specifically, I paid a lot of money to, uh, to understand storytelling to like, I I've studied it. I, I, you know, I write, I'm a writer. Like I, there are only so many stories that exist. There aren't that many like different types of stories. And like, it's really rare when like someone even comes up with new wrinkles, like for like those major story archetypes that we have, mm-hmm. like in culture that we've had literally for thousands and thousands of recorded history. Um, so like that shouldn't be what you're looking for, but you should be looking for someone to tell that story in a really good, interesting way that keeps you interested. And then when they subvert those expectations in a good, interesting way, like for in like when stuff comes out of nowhere but is still cool and then tells a cool story like like AJ winning the title from Gender like that came out of nowhere but was awesome or like then a year later Daniel Bryan winning the the title from AJ and turning heel and like all that stuff right now like you know look at what Daniel Bryan has going on I will always call him Daniel Bryan it is impossible for me not to um Bryan Danielson's doing an AEW they're setting up a story of him like trying to overcome like the you know reach the top of the mountain and coming up just short he's had two time limit draws like in his two attempts at that title like th- that's a classic story of like someone coming so close and like just not getting there coming so close not getting there like so it it's interesting to see like okay so what are they going to do going along the way are they going to stick through it with this story or not that's what makes it wrestling cool and interesting yeah, mm-hmm. and, and it's all predicated, too, on the people who are telling that story in the ring and how they do it. Exactly. It's so like Brian's someone who's so good at it. And one of the things that always, like, I think one of the things I'll always, like, look back on and be like, no matter what happens, no matter what I'm watching or not watching, like, I will always love pro wrestling. And there's, like, certain memories that are tied to that feeling. I remember the, I learned before school that Eddie Guerrero had died when he died. And I was just like, it blew me away because it was like, what? Like, he's the best and he's clean and he's sober and like he's on the fucking he's he's on the track. And I remember going to school and like so many people were wearing Eddie shit and were so upset, too. And I was just like, it's a thing that almost feels like you watch in silence, you know, or it's like. But it, it reminded me of like, oh, it's not like a character in a TV show died. A human being who put everything on the line for us died. And it was just like, that's something you're not going to get in other, maybe you'll get in other sports, but other sports are not nearly as entertaining as sports entertainment. And there's like certain things like that, that will always be like, no matter what I'm watching or when I'm watching, or if I fall out, I will always love pro wrestling because there's some, there's like a way deeper connection to like the performers because they can tell that story. And with Eddie, like that's something too, where it's like, you know, someone who can reach and reach and reach. He finally took that title off of, of Lesnar. Oh my God. And then like the next night, right. He's coming through the crowd and it's just everything. It's like, there's like this feeling of relief in the, in the fucking stadium, you know? And so like, there's something so much deeper that you can get connected to in wrestling. Yeah. And that's it, yo. But That's uh, that's your story. That's my story, and I'm sticking to it. Thanks, Colin. But Quinn. I feel like th- there is one wrestle boy among us uh, who knows a disturbing amount of wrestling that might require medical attention. But we're gonna tap that vein. <laughs> oh. We're gonna tap that vein. Isai, what is your wrestle history? Before before we get into that, 
as Matt said, the most impressive thing about Isai is he can be staring at his phone during an entire match and then recap everything that happened in the match. <laughs> and I don't understand it. It's it is medical. It's eighty. There's something that is. I kind of need that so my brain will like calm down. Yeah. No, I, I, I under, I get it. It's just, it's bonkers to me because I, I am the exact opposite. If I look away for a second, I don't, I don't know what happened at all. Yeah. Same. I need so much stimuli for my brain just to like, shut up. It's great. (laughs) It is what it is. Yeah. I pay attention. Like I also like 80, 80 D very much like literally take Adderall (laughs) for it. And I, if I'm not doing something else with my hands, then if I'm just watching a match, I will remember less than if I'm playing guitar at the same time or playing a game on my Switch somehow at the same time. I'll remember a match better than if I was just watching it. But dive in, Isai. Oh. Take us on a take us on a journey. All right. Tell us your literal whole life story. Yeah. <laughs> so strap in, everybody. Okay. So I mean, you can you can condense it. Yeah. So I it was just like it was just a thing I guess I was into when I was like three years. I don't know why it was on. Hogan was a big deal. Like two, three years old, Hogan was a big deal. I mean, I was two years, two and like a half years old when Hogan and Warrior happened in 1990. And like, I had Hulk Hogan pajamas. I had a bunch of the Hasbro action figures of like Demolition, Jake the Snake, Randy <laughs> Savage. I remember when this is WrestleMania Eight. Like, I, I think we were watching it like on like a tape or something. Or I don't remember how we were watching it, but like when Hulk Hogan or when um, Warrior came back and saved Hogan from Papa Shango and Sid Justice, my mom and I freaked out. Um, just it was always just a thing that was just like there, and I don't mm-hmm. know why it just was. Um, I remember I went to a house show in 1992 at the BSG Jesus. Pavilion. I saw Ric Flair's f- ass. You were four. Yeah, it was before Damn. I turned five, and so yeah, it was. Um, I saw Ric Flair's ass. I saw Macho Man. It was Macho Man versus Ric Flair. It was like that, like WrestleMania one. Did he uh, pull his, I mean, I'm, still, I'm assuming he pulled his trunks down. Yes. Ric Flair wasn't just having a fucking moment, was he? No, it was that, that spot like in the corner going for the thing. Shows his butt. Oh, yeah. um, I remember I was up at the, whatever the fuck it's called, the uh, concession stand, and my dad bought a big Kit Kat. This is the weird <laughs> stuff that I, I remember in my mind. My, uh, my cousin, my uncle, and my aunt were there. Um, my cousin who's in prison right now um, mm. loves drugs. Oh, but um, would have fit in well among those wrestlers. Yeah, we, <laughs> I remember he had a Macho Man um, wrestling buddy. I had an Ultimate Warrior one. We brought them just to like fucking hell yeah. Do that. Uh, Undertaker was there, and he's kind of scared me a little bit, but like I kind of liked it. <laughs> um, and um, nails, nails beat up Virgil, and I that scared oh me because there's. Nair's, that's the stuff you're not supposed to remember. Nails, I get seeing Ric Flair's ass will, will stick in your brain, but that's not a match that a child's brain fucking holds yeah, on to. I was so frightened of Nails as a kid because the, the storyline was that he beat the shit out of Big Boss Man, and they showed like these pictures of Big Boss Man all like like swollen and bloody and bruised, and I was like, I'm not Boss Man. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, so it was just like it was there. Um, as I got, like, I just loved it as a kid. I mean, it's... It's Hogan. He was meant for kids. He was a cartoon character. He yep. was a superhero. Yeah. Ultimate Warrior. He was a superhero. Like these guys were just like larger than life at the time. And so 
um, as I get older, I start kind of getting into other types of it. So Bret Hart was the guy that I just absolutely loved. Mm-hmm. Um, when as I started to get older and really liked wrestling, um, I really liked him. I loved Razor Ramon. Um, I loved Kevin Nash, Diesel. You know, HBK. I really liked those guys. I had a weird affinity for Tatanka. Um, okay. Really, I was real I mean, sad. he had an unbeaten streak for like what a year and a half. Two yeah, years then Ludwig Borga beat him. Exactly. That, that's the reaction I expect for a Ludwig <laughs> Borga name drop. Um, I'm sorry, I'm just googling real quick. Yeah, for it's sure. One of those names, like, oh yeah, that like, I have a ridiculous encyclopedia of knowledge too in my brain, and it's still one of those like I would never pull Ludwig Borga until you mention him. Then I'm like, oh yeah, him. <laughs> Yeah, and so um, that's the kind of stuff I was getting into. And it was the new generation, like one, two, three kid. I liked. I, you know, I was just a big fan of that, and I always had like a little weird connection with like the, um, I guess like just, just like the the workhorses of it. Yeah, because I didn't like the some of the bigger guys, but I'm like, oh, like Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart, like their stuff's always like super entertaining. And I was also into sports, and my dad was a, a professional boxer and a college wrestler. Um, and so, like, to me, like, those guys, like, oh, yeah, these guys, are, this is a little bit more of the real stuff. Like, the other stuff, it's, you know, it's fun, but, you know, they're doing the cool stuff. And so I remember that. My dad really liked One, Two, Three Kid because my dad is very short. He's, like, mm-hmm. five foot two. He says five five, but, he, like, honestly, he's, like, five two and a half, five three. <laughs> he's, a, he's a shoot five two. He's built at five five. Yeah, exactly. Um, and so he liked one, two, three kid cause he was short. Granted, he's like <laughs> six foot six one. But, <laughs> and, but when but you're standing it, against Nash. Yeah. When you're next to fucking big diesel, big daddy cool, like, you're going <laughs> to look short. And so like my dad liked him. So I'm like, yeah, I like one, two, three kid. I remember very vividly the crybaby match where he got put in a diaper by Razor Ramon. Um, <laughs> and that, that was just the thing. Like, I just loved it. I never, like, I never stopped watching as like, as a kid, um, like in that era, even when it got bad, like it was going to clown and shit like that. Um, I got all the video games, like, like the fucking Royal Rumble game on Sega. I had the <laughs> WWF WrestleMania, the arcade game where like Undertaker shot demons. Cool. Um, Wait, was it like a side scrolling beat em up? It was just a wrestling game, but they had uh, powers and shit. You know how like Razor tight- Ramon would do a chop, but his hand would turn into a, a razor blade. I want a Streets of Rage like game with wrestlers. I think they were gonna do that at one point. Like I don't God, remember what be era, so but that sick. was a thing. Um, so just like yeah, I loved it. Um, I remember um, so vividly. Like my uncle, like I want to say my uncle Johnny got into wrestling um, probably even before because I had like an old Jesse the Body Ventura uh, LJN figure, which is like from the eighties before I was born. <laughs> and I had that, and I think was his. So maybe that's how um, I kind of got into wrestling was through him. Um, just it being on, maybe at the house. I don't know. I was probably just a kid, and they just put it on there, and I was like, "Yeah." So <laughs> your family, you said like your mom also like popped for a couple she things. Like, was it, it a with family? It, but it wasn't. She wasn't like, "All right, Eastside Wrestle Time." No, it was on. like, "This is what my son likes, so I'll sit there because gotcha. I was a mama's boy." Mm-hmm. Mm, I want. I I was a mama's boy because my dad used to work nights, and so it's like, mm-hmm. that's what it was. And I'm like, I'm like, oh, I got a protector. I'm like, you're a fucking five year old. Nothing's like you can't do shit. <laughs> right, but that's a very five year old sort of mentality. Yeah, and too. then like yeah. it's like, and then like I like like the athletic stuff. I'm like, well, I got to make sure my dad knows I like the real stuff too. Really conflicted <laughs> kid. 
Um, <laughs> and then the attitude era comes in like, you know, all about it. It's 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 hitting on a lot of things. I loved like I started watching WCW when Scott Hall and Kevin Nash showed up. Mm-hmm. Um, I also used to just watch it like in like the mid 90s because on Saturday it was on at 405 on TBS and it was Ooh. just wrestling. Like, I, like in my head, it's like, oh, this is the second rate stuff, but it's wrestling. So I want to watch it. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. I, I got into WCW, saw that like Scott Hall, Kevin Nash, NWO started. I remember watching the pay-per-view when they turned on um, they turned on Savage and they formed the NWO to that whole thing, Bash at the Beach 96. Uh, my friend had a cheater box. And so it, oh. it was on. And so, yeah, it was just super cool. And just It was always just the thing that was like I loved. I remember like when my parents would try to like ground me, they'd ground me from watching wrestling. And so mm-hmm. I would I would pull the Zack and like be there with like the like last channel button. So it's like like what are you watching? Monday Night Football. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then it's like they leave. Boop. Yeah, punishments never stuck. I just kind of did what I wanted. Yeah, explains, yeah, as a kid, you learn how to be sneaky. Explains a whole lot of who I am as a person. Mm-hmm. Um, and then. Like I just was still a fan. I remember I used to get kind of mad at people who were getting into wrestling a little bit when I was a kid. It's like you didn't yeah. like it before, but now you want. Even talk though about- you were actively trying. Well, I guess that's not a kid. Never mind. Go ahead. Yeah, it's like it's like you guys like didn't like this before, but now like you're saying, hey, it's a cool DX shirt. It's like you didn't like it before. You used to make fun of me <laughs> yeah. for being the wrestling guy, and now you want to talk about Stone Cold. That's not cool. You guys are you guys were mean. <laughs> yeah, that's fun. So you've always you've always been somebody who it seems like has had and preferred to have the context of everything that else is going around in in wrestling. Yeah, like I remember to, to kind of yeah, because yeah, I remember like when they would talk about like the NWO and they talk about NWO with Japan for whatever reason. My family got like internet like way like way earlier than I think a lot of people did. My dad also worked like at Micron as an engineer. Oh, and, like, okay, okay, okay. So it's like I had computers and shit like forever. Um, and I remember like researching some of that stuff because I'm like, what the fuck is this? Like, who are these guys? Um, same. And like when we had like satellite TV, I used to just watch Lucha Libre because it was just on the Spanish channel on Saturday afternoons. And again, cool. it was wrestling. Like to me, that's like all it mattered. It was wrestling. Um, I was a WWF guy, especially throughout the, the Monday Night Wars. But I would like local here in Idaho at, from six o'clock to seven o'clock. I could watch the first hour of Nitro from seven to nine. It was raw. And then at nine o'clock, they would start the um, the replay of Nitro. So um, not the replay. They do like an hour of Thunder in Paradise, uh, which was Hulk Hogan's show. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. And then they would do the replay. And then as I like I was, you know, turning like. 11 12 13 and i i don't know i just stayed up however fuck i wanted so it didn't matter and so it's like i would watch like the replay like, you know 10 11 years old it didn't matter i wasn't to be awake who cares and so i'd watch the replay and then i it was just great around 2001 and i'm turning i'm 13 at the time going on 14 kind of start falling out of it a little bit um like wcw i remember like they got like i remember when they got bought and i remember watching the simulcast a little bit and i had already kind of come out of it because i was really into sports at the time like i was mm-hmm. playing everything um you know football basketball baseball uh boxing i was just my just kind of split in time but i remember watching like the nitro feed and kind of in and out a little bit i would still 
look online to see what's happening, but wasn't like watching as frequently. I'd catch it when I could. Um, what brought me back weekly, NWO came back to WWF <laughs> in 2002. No way out. I watched that, and then from there it was on again. And it was it stayed on even though like I was still like doing a lot of shit in school, got into music, all this stuff. I would record Raw or SmackDown on VHS tapes so I could still watch it. Well, and you, even older, you would watch Raw on your phone while we were hanging out. Like, you'd be at a bar watching it on your phone. Yeah. I just find out what happens. I have a weird, I have a thing with FOMO. Like, I feel like, yeah. it, like the one week I, I don't watch is like the week, right. like, it all happens. Like, everything's mm. going to happen. It, it never yeah. did. <laughs> I really should, like, especially like recently, the little breaks I've taken, nothing happened. It's great. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah so, yeah, I just still watch it. Um, moved to Boise in 2006. Uh, that's where I graduated high school. Um, and I just started making everybody watch wrestling with me. Mm-hmm. Uh, every Monday, it used to be like $6 large pizzas at Papa John's. So we'd all go get pizza, bring it back to the house, and we'd watch Monday Night Raw. And, like, Gabe and Fabian, like some of our friends, and like Gabe's brother, like these are just people I grew up with. Like they would come over and watch wrestling, and then us just being dumbass eighteen-year-old kids in our first like college apartment, we'd start like <laughs> wrestling around in like the fucking living room and like hitting each other with like you know pans and shit and breaking tables. Yeah, breaking tables. <laughs> and so that happened for like part of the first year. I started falling out of it again, um, a little bit. Um, like the DX second run was kind of cool. Like I liked that. I don't know why, but like <laughs> I kind of started falling out again around like 2007 ish. Um, and then I started really hanging out with like Brady, like our friend Brady, he'd wrestling.com. <laughs> and she was like, Oh, um, you like wrestling? Cause I saw he had a game. Like, yeah, I, I watched it all the time. So then he started diving really in because he was like kind of out. And then it just like from there, it was been like a snowball. Then mm-hmm. I really got into it, started really diving into dirt sheets, started doing a lot of shit like that. And so what started just as like something that was just always there and I kind of my escape. I never got into comic books, never got mm-hmm. into superheroes, never got into shit like that because I, I had it. It was wrestling. It was mm-hmm. always wrestling to me. Um, that's what then, like, it became almost like an obsession. Mm-hmm. And yeah. to the point where visions. it's like, then I started diving into other stuff. I remember, like, this was years, years before. I remember going on, like, LimeWire, Kazaa, or whatever. And I liked Paul London and Brian Kendrick. And so I just searched for their matches. I'm like, what did that happen? Like, what was the stuff there before? So I found online, like, Ring of Honor. So I'm like, what is that? So I would search for their matches, and I found, like, fucking Paul London and Spanky matches from like Ring of Honor. I'm like, this is fucking cool. And like I saw a house show in, or not even a house show, it was a Smackdown show and Paul London was like on Velocity and he was outside and I met him, got his autograph. I'm like, hey, I really like some of the stuff you had in Ring of Honor that I saw. And he was like, you watch that Ring of Honor stuff? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, like I found it online. It was really cool. Was like, Did Ring of Honor have a TV thing back then? Uh, tapes. It was started okay. by Rob Feinstein of RF Video. It was a He's shit. Okay. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Isn't he the yes. porn dude? No. That's Rob oh, Black okay. from XPW. Okay, okay, okay. Um, 
this if you guy... want to know all about uh, Ring of Honor's history, since they're seemingly dead, done in their current in- incarnation as of like a couple weeks ago, Cultaholic actually just did a good like yes. entire history oh. of Ring of Honor in like twenty Tight. minutes video. Tight. Um, okay. Cool. And so, um, yeah, I just dove into it, and then like with Brady, um, we we're diving into other stuff. Um, it was a little bit hard for me to get into a lot of indies because everything just looked like trash. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's that's still my problem with GCW sometimes. And so, um, and then also like I was just like, I love the style of work of like Bret Hart and like um, John Michaels. It's very polished. Mm-hmm. And sometimes some of these like, especially at that time, it's like these guys are just like just doing a bunch of high spots for no reason. Like why? And I got over that, but that, that was like one of my first like big gripes of indie wrestling. Like, oh, I'm like everything's cool, but it's like nothing means anything. It's like, where's the story? But then you know you find out like what they're doing, get invested with them. Then you're like, oh, there it is. Okay, you understand it more. So I remember watching like Ring of Honor on HD Net with like Brady, um, like getting into stuff like PWG and Chikara. Um, I remember I watched the first like stuff I watched from New Japan was like Wrestle Kingdom Seven. I watched the the match with Loki, um, with Loki, Burgle, and Kota Ibushi. That's where Loki came out uh, dressed as the hitman, like in the video game character, like in the suit. Oh, okay. That's what. Like, 47. Yeah. And that's what got oh, me yeah. um, into that. And so that's why I really kind of dove in there. Saw like Gallows was over there. Like they're doing Bullet Club. I'm like, oh, this is fucking cool. And so like, I remember watching all that stuff and kind of getting into it more and more. And then like Wrestle Kingdom 9 hit. And that was like the one they showed in the States and everything. Um, and so I partnered with GFW and blah, blah, blah. Was, was that the Nakamura Finn match? Was that nine? Wrestle Kingdom nine was um, the main event was Shin, uh, Shinsuke. It was um, Tanahashi versus Okada. The semi main was Kota Ibushi versus Shinsuke. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Um, And so, yeah. And then obviously it just, it just kept growing. I, I found how much I loved shoot interviews. Uh, Bacha Mania was a, also a big, big part of watching wrestling for me um because it just it also showed you other wrestling and you'd see this mm-hmm. other shit and you're like oh wait this mm-hmm. is like where this guy came from is here and so you kind of start seeking stuff out and that's how i always was especially when i was like a, a when i was younger it's like i found out like a band like thursday they're like oh we really like these bands so i'm like okay i want to find out the band i love what bands they love yeah. i want to know mm-hmm. totally and mm-hmm. so that's what i would start doing and that's like where I kind of got like into some of the older wrestling stuff and finding out all this other shit. And then yeah, like who influenced the guys I like? Yeah, and then just go dive just as deep into those. Exactly. And then yeah, it, that's just it. And then it's like we started this podcast, which was great. Uh, so my second attempt at a wrestling podcast first was with Brady, <laughs> uh, HeatherWrestling.com. It was actually called the Heater <laughs> Podcast. It was Brady's idea. He just won. I'm like, okay, I'll do it. Um. Now Brady's the most jaded wrestling fan I've ever met. Yeah, <laughs> and so yeah, and then now it's like I I watch wrestling. Um, I took a break after the like when Hit Row and stuff got released. I was just real bummed out because it's just been so many releases. It just kind of yep. hurts you after a while. Like you're just like I yeah. just want to tune out. Also, it's like a lot of wrestling fans are one of some of the reasons that make me want to tune out of wrestling. I hate mm-hmm. a lot of wrestling fans. And a lot of the discourse just becomes like almost like personal attacks that start happening. And then just a lot of the wrestlers are shitheads. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. And so that, that's kind of what draws me out a little bit. And that's why I needed to take a break. I was also becoming very jaded 
about almost all wrestling. Um, as yeah. we've talked about already today, it's like NXT was kind of like the show. Like we all were like, yes. And so when it yep. changed, it's just like, well, the thing I really like's not there. Um, I was so into the idea of AEW at the beginning of it that I felt burned mm-hmm. by it later. Yeah, yeah. they made a lot of promises that they could not. Where, and they just if they wouldn't have made the promises, it probably I probably would have been a lot happier with it. But yeah, because yeah, you you went to the first all out. I went you to were... I went to all in. Like mm-hmm. yeah, before yes, they're yes, even yes. a thing. Like I went to like uh, Grady and I like went to Bola in 2016 because we wanted to see Cody wrestle. It's like I was so in on Whoa. the idea of yeah, hundred percent. It's like we wanted to Co- watch Cody. Cody on the Indies when like that's the first big news story I really remember after getting back into wrestling was Cody's release and then like that like the list and he, he called put out and stuff and yeah and like. He was super like he's the most interesting thing in wrestling at that point. No one had, no one was doing that. That's like that's, that's true. You really think about how quickly the wrestling world has changed mm-hmm. since we even since since we started the podcast, and then even you know it was like a year before that when I started paying attention again. Like we like at times during this podcast didn't think AEW would have been like a possibility. Like yeah. We we said like oh yeah they're not gonna do their own promotion like that that seems so far fetched mm-hmm. and like look at where they're at now they have mm-hmm. they have like the wrestlers they have they have Brian Danielson they have they got CM, CM Punk. Punk to come back yeah you know like that's you would have never imagined that four years ago yeah yeah and yeah I mean I, I recently took a little bit of a break. But other than that, I mean, it's been pretty steady for the last 30 fucking years, you know? You know I, <laughs> yeah. I think that's something, too, that's, like, maybe a good... I th- I imagine, Isai, so for you, when you were when you finally resigned to this thing of, like, I just need a break, I am not enjoying it like I used to, is there that part of your younger self that you felt like, no, that FOMO, if, if something fucking happens, I put 30 years into this shit, I don't want to miss it. Or at this point, are you kind of like, whatever happens, I'll pick it well, up. Well, um... So kind of, I mean, I took a break. Like I would like have like even when I was taking a break, I mean, like I work during both like NXT 2.0 and AEW, so mm-hmm. I just would put it on my phone and just casually glance. But I wasn't like actively like wanting to go watch stuff. I was, yeah. um, I was watching shoot interviews and stuff I enjoy. Like I watched a four hour Fandango shoot interview. Four hours. <laughs> Heard is really good. It was fantastic. Um, just stuff like that was really kind of getting me by with it. Um, just little things like that. And so it wasn't necessarily that I was like 100% done. Also, it was like football season for me. Mm-hmm. And so it's like I got that to watch. Um, UFC's on like every fucking Saturday. So it's not like I was uh, missing any content. And I would still go to the dirt sheets. I'd think, I'd know what was happening. Yeah, And right. if something kind of piqued my interest, I'd watch a YouTube video. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, though, I mean, I wasn't like actively like in like the fucking shit of like the IWC, the internet wrestling community. <laughs> and so, and I think that's helped out a lot. And then, like I said, a lot of, I think what bugs me is just like, and what like takes me out is like a lot of the discourse and the fans. And it's yeah. like, it's like, guys, we don't work for either side. So it's like... <laughs> Mm-hmm. You don't see like we won tonight. It's like you. It's it's just so strange to me with that. Mm-hmm. Be- and I think also, like I said, it just almost becomes like people just trying to insult each other. And it's like I don't know. Like with sports fandom, I I kind of get it. 
because like you're kind of talking shit but then like each side knows you're just talking shit like i i tell my friend flex all the time like fuck you fuck the cowboys blah 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 <laughs> but at the end of the day yeah. he tells me the same shit but like it's not ever personal where it's like people yeah. take this shit so personally and when you start like ragging on i'm gonna send it out a name i'm not even ragging on this person but like if i would rag on hook <laughs> right people would probably start like fucking like oh, pers- you would people you would People would dig up your old tweets and cancel you if you said anything negative about Hulk, Hook. They wouldn't find anything. <laughs> I scrubbed it good. Um, Thank you, Time Hop. But, <laughs> um, but no, no it, it's yeah, like sure. it's stuff like that. It's like I, I'd say one thing about Hook. It's like, oh, I'd rather watch a Braun Breaker match than Hook. The next thing you know, it's like, shut up, you dumb fat ass. It's like, oh, whoa, easy, buddy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. People will come for the throat. Like, I, I agree, man. That's the thing that's crazy. Like, wrestling for sure has always been, uh, you know, it's always drawn the people who are a little on the outside, who didn't feel like they were, you know, the people who feel like they see what we see in wrestling feel like they're special because there's something that other people don't see that they get. And then, yeah, they make it their fucking identity. And it gets And I, I think almost like the fast. same reason that, like, all of us have gotten into some forms of alternative music too. Mm-hmm. You almost have that kind yeah. of feeling, oh, yeah. and it's like it's um, it's like oh, it's just special because it's mine. There's mm-hmm. something about me that I feel like other people don't get, and there's something about this that other people don't get. So I'm gonna gravitate towards this, like yeah. for sure, it makes sense. And so, and like I said, as I get older, it's like I like to talk shit to people, and I always do it in good fun. But then it's like I just see some of this discourse and some of this shit, and it's like everybody just please stop. Yeah, and be, but in in that you don't talk shit to strangers. You talk shit to your friends. Yeah, and people I think that would be able to, like, I don't know, razz me back, and it's all in good fun. Yeah, and but then it's just like you start getting these people who are just like being antagonistic about it. And it's like this isn't like what I want in wrestling. This isn't making me want to go and seek out this stuff. And it's like then you get like almost again the same thing happens in, I'll just like in hardcore and everything else is that like you get people who are like so up their own ass about it yeah and that's what i and it's like i especially try to avoid to be that yeah it's like new jack uh uh gatekeepers yes they like they're like two years into it and they're like yeah you're dumb Mm -hmm. and it's like yo you don't you don't really know shit bud yeah i mean this i'll just even say it here i don't know if they'll listen it's like when people were talking, like somebody that I was in a chat with was like, um, just like antagonistically kind of like pokes fun at something else that somebody else likes. It was, NXT, mm-hmm. it was like NXT UK. It's my British friend, Jordan. And they were yeah. talking shit. And then they tried to bring up this wrestler, Nakajima, who's in pro wrestling, Noah. And I made a mm-hmm. joke about Eddie Edwards being better because Eddie Edwards uh-huh. is the only guy's gender ever won the GHC title. And they beat Nakajima for it. And they're like, like, oh yeah, Nakajima would smash him. It's like, you're trying to be pretentious, but you don't even know that Eddie Edwards won the title. It's like, don't do that. Like, please stop. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just stuff like that. It's like people get up their own ass and it's like, yeah, like you can watch as like start like following like the shitty, dirtiest indies. Like we got wrestle club here. I can tell you some wrestle club stuff. You want to know about it? Does it make me cool? No offense to them. Yeah. It's just, it's yeah. a super local indie. Yeah. You don't get indie cred points. Like it's not a thing. It's the same yeah. thing with hardcore people, especially like when, Turnstile, this is very of uh, like on topic right now, like at least yeah. in hardcore. Turnstile was just on Seth Meyers. Yeah. And, and it fucking ripped. Yeah, it was so sick. And like the the Turnstile Love Connection, that's a fucking just hardcore song. 
Yep. Yeah, no, it's bad brains. Yeah. It's bad brains. It's a hardcore song, one thousand percent. And the first one, yeah, yeah, it doesn't sound like a like every hardcore song that they play. They play two songs. Then they played a fucking just hardcore song on like yep. network television. Like that's yep. so fucking cool. Like, why can't we like, just be stoked on that? Yeah, like ceremony has been on Seth Meyers before, but it was when they were in their like Brit rock phase. It was yeah, off of like Zoo. Kind of new I was gonna say, was that um, off of like Zoo? I was gonna say, yeah, th- it was off of Zoo, and I love Zoo, but it's not. Is they Seth, weren't is Seth playing. Meyers a closet punk? I think he might be. Same here. Um, but him and Fred Armisen yeah. just real fucking stoked. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but yeah. like, like. Yeah, the turnstile discourse I haven't seen because I have my hardcore Twitter is very curated. Um, See, but my personal Twitter seen... is very curated for wrestling. It's when I mm-hmm. log into our Twitter that it goes to hell. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> but, yes. but yeah, it's like turnstile is a hardcore band. Uh, they're pushing the boundaries of what hardcore can be, and they are uh, Doing incredible. Awesome shit. And a lot of their their a lot of the stuff on it, like yeah, it's just they're just integrating other elements and and, and it sounds like they've almost like from the beginning it sounds the the bones are there like oh no I'm a turnstile head like I fucking love that new record and I love that band and yeah it's dumb yeah. don't they're they're hardcore and it's just, it's the same thing as these people that like. Have it's like the, well, the, the new jacks, like you said, like they get yeah. like, oh, this isn't hardcore. It's like, it's like, did you fucking listen to that shit? It's like when Zach and I went to the My Brother, My Brother, and Me show, and the people behind us, they're like, oh, so who's your favorite? I was like, Kevin Owens, and they're like, oh, you mean Kevin Steen? I was like, no, Kevin no, I Owens. Mean Kevin Owens. That's <laughs> who I watch right now. That's not his name right now. Um, yeah, yeah I was, it's the same thing. People who will be like, "Oh, I guess since Kevin signed, I won't be watching any more Kevin Owens matches." I was hoping I'd see Kevin Steen. Or people who like actively on purpose will say like, "Oh, yeah, is Claudio still there?" It's like you don't know the dude. His name's Cesaro. Do you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, like, it's like come on. Like, I say Punishment Martinez just because for whatever reason that's it's a all funny I, name. That's all I can so fucking remember because I just remember yeah. him in Ring of Honor. Yeah. yeah, like yeah. I call him Daniel Bryan because like I just. It's too similar for my brain to remember <laughs> yeah, to yes. say Brian Danielson. Yeah. Honestly, I think that's something that has made me like that I've consistently the thing that's kept me consistently enjoying this show is that we like as much as stuff of like of uh, us doing this show is that like we have in our brains like anyone does those moments of pretension of like that's not what I like so it's not good. But I think we're all also willing to admit that that's not that our opinion of wrestling isn't the entirety whole of wrestling mm-hmm. it's like there's so much more uh to it if you don't like something wait two months and you might like what's going on and it's like if someone likes something dope let them like it it's okay to like things yeah if yeah. like as much as i do not get it oh fuck who's the other member of dangerous techers uh Eastside? that's terrible um, besides yeah i understand like, I don't understand why people like Tai Chi ex- until Dangerous Techers, because that group is, that tag team is actually really good I and he's doing good work in People it. like Tai but, Chi, and, like, ta- I'll say Tai Chi's gotten a lot better as a wrestler. Um, is it because it's funny to like Tai Chi? Yeah. Well, I, and like- because of people, anime kids love Tai Chi, because he 
fucking tuxedo mask shit that he does. Okay. Like, and then that, also like that, his, his valet, Mio Abe. Or Mio, well, Mio Abe. So like, I don't, I don't personally connect with that at all. Like, yeah. But I, uh, it's either. sick that if for some reason a, an anime, an anime kid gets into wrestling now because Tai Chi fucking dresses up as tuxedo mask. Yeah. Like I, I that's cool. Like I don't get it, but that's awesome yeah. for you. Yeah, and uh, I think a lot of people like things because it's kind of silly to like them. Like Wardlow, Tace Corbin. Like, well, like, like Wardlow, and like I think the hook thing. At least the people I follow, it's like a half joke. It's like, yes, this kid's hot and he's good. He looks cool. Um, If he sucks at wrestling, we're still gonna love him. Yeah, Uh, because of his presence. You'd almost like him in a different way if he sucked at wrestling. Like yeah. if after all that buildup, Hook was then trash in the ring. <laughs> I, like you would almost love him for that in a different way. <laughs> yeah, you know? that's true. Yeah. Just like just like yeah. I, I I legitimately like love the idea of Baron Corbin. Yeah. Like, and we've t- we've talked about this like and then when he was like the sad depressed Corbin is like finally they're doing what I want them to do with him. <laughs> Best um, work of his career. Yeah, like, you know, there's always that little piece of like, ooh, if like maybe, maybe there's something yeah. weird that I can connect. <laughs> yeah. Totally. So yeah. I one thing I do wanna before we wrap this up, before we before we get the go home. So Isai for you, what kind of gets your motor running in wrestling and what uh, conversely is the thing that uh, well, we've talked about it. Wrestling fandom is the the biggest thing that will pull you out. Yeah, of wrestling like, fans really the... make me not like to be a wrestling fan. <laughs> but what is on the opposite side of that? What always makes you fucking hyped? Um, always makes me a Roddy match. Um, <laughs> no, just yeah, the Messiah of the back. The Messiah of the backbreaker mostly. Leave it to his wife. Yeah, Jesus Christ, <laughs> lucky lady. Uh, no, she, hey, she she came back. Yeah, was jacked yeah. and looks good. Yeah, like um. So, I don't know. I guess good technical matches that do tell stories. Um, I mean, growing up a Bret Hart fan, like, that's what I love about Bret. And uh, this is, I'm just going to dive into it right now just for, just to dip my toe in the water. The reason mm-hmm. that I think that Bret is better than Shawn is because Shawn Michaels had certain matches. And while he was a great seller, you knew exactly what was happening in these matches. Bret Hart mm-hmm. would change things around just enough for each guy that, like, sometimes when you think he'd turn right, he turns left, but it makes so much more sense. Okay, and it's it's very very specific, and I've watched just so many of both of their matches that it's mm-hmm. like I can kind of pinpoint this stuff. Um, yeah, uh, my list is one hundred percent personal and very. I am not well, no, solidified. No, 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 that, that, that's anything. why mine's. That's why it's it's a personal like why I think that he is, but it's yeah. it's just little things like that. Um, but no, like that always gets me going. It's like a good, nice, just technical, cool story. Um. I do love like really getting invested into a person and kind of when you get uh, a little bit of the real person in with their wrestling character. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like, like, you know, stuff like Kevin Owens does it a lot. And I, I really like it. Um, yeah. Even like Sami Zayn, like mm-hmm. even when he's being like, so like when there's like these like oddly very normal human traits that get portrayed in wrestling, at the end of the day, like Sami Zayn, whether he's a heel or face, really just wants to be liked and yeah. wants to be yeah, appreciated. Exactly. He's, and he's his, always his insufferable. Brock, <laughs> his storyline with Brock right now is literally perfect because, like, it is exactly who you hear Sami is as a person in real life. Is like this person who 
is maybe saying the right things and stuff, but says them too much and too loud at you, and you are just want them. And to And they're just up, like shaking like, you, and just like ah. <laughs> you're like, sir, I, it's it's my job. I'll get fired if I don't throw these old hamburgers away. I'll get fired. Yeah, it's a Wendy's, please. <laughs> yeah, please, give me story. the fucking burgers. I'll eat them. Sto- I'll feed them. Yeah, the story from a uh, yeah. yeah his podcast. No stuff like that. It's like I really love stuff that's so. It's like a, a, an odd glimpse into things or like long term storytelling. Um, I also love big meaty dudes slapping me. I love like the mm-hmm. like uh, more sportsy aspect of wrestling um, too. Like that gets me like a Walter Ilya Dragunov match. I love how violent that can be without having mm-hmm. to go into deathmatch territory. And to me, yeah. I think it's even more violent because it's just it's a competition. Yeah. Well, so like the nice sports brain takes over on those. A thing on a thing on just that specific thing is I can show someone a death match and I can show someone a Pete Dunn match and the Pete Dunn match does more to them than the death match. For sure. Yeah. Just because the finger I, stuff. The finger stuff specifically, like because you, I, I've, it's because I've you have a connection in your head of what yeah. it's supposed to feel like. It's like you yeah. bend well, a finger and fuck. You don't. You've never gotten a feeling that light tube. Yeah. Go ahead, Matt. You you were going first. No, I was just saying, and the thing like with with Pete Dunn too, is like, or when you're watching those matches, is you'll get into what's going on if you're paying attention, if you care to pay attention, you'll begin into what's going on, and then so by the time that he's doing the finger spot, you're already hooked in, and you're like, ooh, no, that hurts. But if you're watching a death match thing, and it's just one, like, oh, he went through the the light tubes, now he's getting hit with a cinder block. There's less of a an A to B to being like, wow. How we got to this point and this really painful looking and spot. And that's why, like, um, like storytelling wise, with what I liked when wrestling, just being such a Bret Hart fan, I watched a, a GCW show a while back, and it was um, Alex Cologne and I forgot who the other guy was. They did a Spanish fly, which is like a flipping rock bottom or whatever, off yeah. of the top rope into like light tubes. That was like a one count, and then the fucking finish was a schoolboy. Like a roll up, <laughs> and so yeah. I'm like, don't make I'm just like, what is happening? Like this does yeah, like, yeah. It, uh, but no, like unless this, you t- it just you, does not compute. You have to tell the story of like, oh the you know they that guy can do these big things, but he's bad at. He's, you have to literally tell the story of he's bad at wrestling. Yeah, like for that sort of yeah. sense, and like that's just missing a lot of time. Yeah. But no, like I'm a, I'm a big sucker for a good work rate match. I was also a big ruthless aggression head. Um, I do love long, drawn-out, like, edge matches, too. It was a good mm-hmm. story. Yeah. I, I like that edge-randy match yeah, that was, like, fucking way too long. Yeah, me too. That was the turning point where everyone was like, is Randy not the worst piece of shit in the world? Yeah, that was that a was big great. turning point for a lot of people. That's when he said Black Lives Matter. Yeah, um, <laughs> and he said that he's, like, talked to people and learning, like, grew. I'm like, thank you, Randall. Um, he was like, I'm so grateful to have friends like Kofi who have like, shown me like where I've been fucked up before. Like, Jesus, dude. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Um, learning. An adult learning. I, wow. I, yeah. I think I also just like really like, I don't know, I start connecting with wrestlers that I've just been watching for so long. Like Johnny yeah. Gargano. Um, just watched him for years. Kyle O'Reilly. Adam Cole. Like Kevin Owens. Like these guys that I've just seen like develop from like just being like guys in the indies to like becoming big stars and like Saying like learning a little bit more about them through like interviews and other like mediums like you know up up down down or YouTube or other documentaries like even like guys like the Young Bucks like I like I really really just like I, I've watched them like I remember when they were on TNA as Generation Me like I remember that mm-hmm. shit and yeah. just being like, like go ahead you say like a group like the Street Profits yeah like 
look how look how far they've come. Like since we've started this podcast, like they weren't on TV. Yep. They were just the the guys with the the fun Snapchat gimmick that they did at at house shows for NXT. Like they're legitimate like main event like quality tag team now, and they're and are going to go further than that. Like Montez is, has all you know the signs that he's going to be a single star eventually. He's going to be the world mm-hmm. champion. Um, but no, just I don't know that stuff. I mean, just wrestling in general. Yeah. To the point where I, that's- I, I, I especially when. Stuff, stuff like this happens, and I'll kind of use this to wrap it up. And this is the mindset I, I was want I want to get back into, especially after a little bit of a break. Um, Jenna was at a was at Walmart, and she wanted to go look for a certain like AEW figure that she wanted, and um, she saw a kid there in a WWE shirt, like not mm-hmm. even like a wrestler, just like a shirt that had like the WWE logo. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. And he was so excited. Then they had a John Moxley, and he said like Ooh. he was like he like ra- like grabbed off the thing like ran to his mom like they got it they, like just so happy like doesn't care about any of the bullshit he's yep. just happy yeah. that like they got the figure that he wanted because want to know why it's wrestling yeah and he loves wrestling and that's yep. what I want to be again I just want to love wrestling and mm-hmm. people be like, well, what about WWE sports entertainment the fuck off. Like literally, the second word in their name is wrestling. Like just yep. like yeah. fuck off. Like I don't need that shit anymore. Um, yeah, I just want to enjoy 100%. wrestling. Yeah, yeah. And like when you dig in, every company's bad. Mm-hmm. So yeah. except for like independent ones. But even like, then, some of those are even worse. Even, <laughs> yeah, some of the ones yeah. of those like fucking pro wrestling Eve, where it was like, oh, this one, but this one, I'm sure it's fine. Their their founder ended up being an abusive piece of shit. Like, yeah, yeah, right. Like it's literally every every part of the world. There's going to be someone. Every like that's the thing. Yep, yeah. And Chikara, every like, group Chikara, and stuff, everything. Like, yeah. The like the kid friendly, family friendly lucha comic book show. Yeah, Mike Wackenbush. Don't you? Don't yeah. That's the thing. Don't ever let yourself fall in love with a wrestling company. <laughs> yeah. It's always the it's always the people there that are they're putting on the show for you. That support you, people well, you like. Well, support wrestling before. Like, Before we wrap this up, there is one wrestling company that you should fall in love with. Yeah, and that is Prestige Pro Wrestling. Well, of course, you really should love Prestige. especially if they're in the are doing West. things. Yeah. They're doing things in the Northwest. They're doing things for the independent wrestling scene that you have only ever fucking. Dreamed. I'm gonna get and to guess see what? Alex Shelley guess versus what? Dalton Castle. Like, that's guess, fucking cool. Guess what? Guess who's an official sponsor? Us, us uh, four Rosalind guys. Two, baby. We're we're sponsoring three, Rosalind too. Prestige three guys Pro and a wrestling. baddie beyond the binary. Yeah, yeah. There we go. I'm still guys sometimes. I don't know. I'm just <laughs> us four people. Yeah, us four diggity dogs. But yeah, it's gonna be cool. I wish I could go. Um, I think it's sold out. Standing room only is available. That's it. That's okay. what I have anyways. I don't care. But I, I like yeah. standing room because I want to be away from people as much as possible. But we've had William on the show before. Yep. Uh, on genuinely, uh, he said really I saw his cool. first show. Yeah, yeah. Genuinely, so excited that we get genuinely so yeah. excited that we get to be a, a sponsor for the Rosalind Two show, and uh, yeah, it's going to be fucking amazing. Uh, I'm sure they're going to be broadcasting it some somehow, some yeah. some point. So. Get your little digits on there and log into whatever you got to log into, and why that's in February. Yeah, we got time. February twentieth, and yeah, I mean, that, like you know, that's somebody that's trying to do pro wrestling right, and 
like doing it for the fans and like for yep. people who want to watch wrestling. For myself, yeah. for my fans. And somebody that also like grew up like in like punk and hardcore and all this stuff too. So it's like, yeah, you know, they're gonna have the work ethic and they're gonna and they've been a great person as far as that. And so hey, support people who are doing cool things. Support pro wrestling. Support independent wrestling. Support independent wrestlers. Support just wrestlers. Yeah. Like yeah. yeah. Absolutely. You don't have to get fucking AEW tattooed on your butthole, but you can yeah. love the people so that are there. There's so much to love when it comes to pro wrestling. And yeah. I, that going forward, that's what the goal of this show is to be, is to highlight it's the about, things that we love about pro wrestling. And maybe some of the things and, we hate. Uh, yeah. I mean, look, you can't have love without hate, yep. and uh, you can't have 1995 WCW without 2000 WCW. Mm-hmm. Probably 1989 WCW. Was you there, you don't, 1995 yeah. was a very bad year for them. But going yeah. back to me, that's that's Nin- my that's my. Nineteen ninety five is just the worst year in pro wrestling in general. It was a bad year in pro wrestling. You can hate <laughs> that year. That's fine. WWF was running <laughs> house shows in high school auditoriums. <laughs> Golden age. Matt, do you want to know what else the show is going to be about? Yeah, it's going to be about drive. It's going to be about power. What? It's going to be about staying hungry. Ah. And devouring. And devouring. Yep. Thank you to The Rock for our new <laughs> for, uh, for, for theme rapping. song. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, actually to wrap this up, um, next week we're going to be diving in on uh, the official list of the top 20 WrestleBoys wrestlers. Our, what we, our definitive list of who we think is the very, very best. So is it going to be who we think is the very best or who we are to say these are the WrestleBoys' favorites? I guess you'll have to tune in next yes. week and find <laughs> out. Yes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, we appreciate you listening. Uh, thank you for, for, uh, for coming back. Or if this or, is the... uh, sticking with us or being new. Yeah. Again, um, feel free to start here. Yes, hit yeah. us up online. Uh, genuine, Zach, what are the socials? <laughs> genuine WrestleBoys at gmail.com if you want to send us an email uh, at WrestleBoysCast on Twitter and at Genuine WrestleBoys on Instagram. Leave us yeah, you, rate, review, subscribe. Oh, so phone number is 208 860. If there's things in the next part, is it 860? Thank though? you. No. Getting close. Yes, it yes. was. <laughs> Um, yeah, if there's things in wrestling that you love and want us to talk about, fucking let us know. Yeah. yeah. Um, and yeah, we're back and better than ever, just like Eric. We got a knack for making things better. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, that's that's it. That's it. That's the show. So, thank you all for listening. And Russell Boys 316 says Spider Man is Jizz Joy. <laughs>